This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Fans Show on Love Sport. All the gossip, plus you fans getting vocal on the socials. The Fans Show from Love Sport London, a great station for a great city. city, city, city. It's Welcome to Love Sport Radio, 558 AM online and on digital radio as well. My name's Sammy James and this is from Russia with Love Sports. But there's nothing coming from Russia tonight. It's the first game uh, without World Cup action. So a bit of three lines and some football chat to make us all feel better. Joined in the studio by Stanford Chidge and... Leading himself in with the stylophone, Mark Worrell. How you doing, gents? Good evening. Very good, evening, good, good evening. It's lovely to be back, actually. I've missed this little show. It's been a little I while, know, hasn't it? Has, it? Yeah. I've had a nice break, you know, a bit of cricket, lo- watching lots of World Cup football. Just chilling out. It's been great. Was it uh, deliberate, you know, blue yeah. is the colour and that you're both uh, wearing the colours tonight? I always wear blue. I won't be seen in red ever. <laughs> if you ever see me in red, shoot me. <laughs> Even if you sport in England? Well, OK. The, uh, do you know what? The only red that I've ever worn, I've got this wonderful... Uh, 1966 uh, Bobby Moore shirt that I, I have. Well, until I got really fat, I, I used to be seen wearing. It was West Ham that won the World Cup. West Ham that won the World Cup. West Ham won the World Cup. Martin Peters, Jeff Hurst, Bobby Moore. No, but I wear that. That's the only thing that's red that I'll ever wear. Okay. Ever. Good to know. Uh, Mark, you've brought in the, uh, the stylophone. Uh, you were just uh, giving yeah, us a rendition of three lines, which I thought was pretty spot on. <laughs> I thank you. That's not bad. Good Can evening. you do the bit where it to goes to club. Nice. three lines on the shirt? <laughs> oh, 
There we go. You are you are the Les Dawson of the style. Oh, yeah. You're playing you're playing all of the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order, mate. I've got my Sari song worked out. Have you? Here. Have yeah. you? Oh, Maurizio. 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 Hot days. <laughs> we need to explain that to nice. Sammy later. Hot days. <laughs> Uh, right, so um, let's get on with the World Cup. What have you thought so far? England have qualified. Last night was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was. I've never was experienced it? that as an England. Well, it was just weird watching an England game where it yeah. didn't really matter. In what scenario are you ever happy with a loss, apart from maybe in the World Cup? Well, I, I tell you what was weird about it, Sammy. And of course, you know, I, I speak as a as an elderly gentleman. What was weird? Uh, in terms of the World Cup, was the fact that we got to the last match of a group of the group matches with nothing on it for England because mm. they'd already qualified. Normally, we're sitting there with you know classic squeaky bum for ninety minutes, wondering whether we're going to go home or get through. Luckily, so if there was anything weird about it, it was that for me. Mm. Um, I didn't really care. I, th- I think Southgate did the right thing. You know, give the play- give the players who haven't played yet a run out give the other guys a rest so they don't get injured or a yellow card, you know, and we've ended up coming second, which I think gives us a much better chance of, of getting, you know, further down on the competition. Well, let's quickly hear from Gareth Southgate. Uh, he was talking yesterday uh, about how his changes uh, against Belgium, he made eight of them, how it was a risk worth taking. Sometimes I think you have to look bigger picture and uh, make decisions that, OK, might in some quarters be criticised, but I think everybody understands and certainly everybody in the dressing room and in our group understands what we've tried to do. Uh, Mark Worrell, in a, an alternate life, in a parallel universe, you've woken up one morning and uh, you were Gareth Southgate yesterday and you were faced with the dilemma uh, in your hotel room in Kaliningrad of what do you do uh, against Belgium? Do you play your first team, try and get a win, keep momentum going? Or do you do what he did and make the changes and realise, though, that uh, a defeat could be inbounds and, and the risks that kind of come with that, the ultimate gamble? I, th- I think what what I would have done would not have been to lead everyone on the and even after the game we we tried to win the game, you know. I mean, who was going to believe that? Yeah, but I, mate, I, 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 you know, I don't. I'm not buying this. They didn't try and win the game. I mean, I, I've, I remember when. Uh, well, that Rashford couldn't finish his dinner. Yeah, but that's because he? he's rubbish, mate. Yeah, I know. That's, so that's why something not bring, else. Why not bring Kane on? Well, okay, there, therein lies the, the key you point know, to this. But I, I mean, I've seen games. I remember Austra- Austria. Uh, Germany was it the 1982 World Cup where they basically passed yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know, five yards yeah. to each other for 90 minutes. That that's a rigged game where nothing's on it and they're I, trying to do I mean, that. I, I, I don't think the I don't think the match last night no, was I, like I, I, that. I don't. I mean, I, what I thought was interesting from a Chelsea point of view was it was like Batshuayi against Cahill. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah. that's going to be interesting. And Kale had that clearance off Mind the you, line. Mind you, Batshuayi got the knockout. He hated you. <laughs> but, you know, Kale cleared the ball off the line. And yeah. I thought, at the outset, both teams were going for it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I thought, yeah, this is a decent game of football. Um, but, you know, when Yanazai scored, you looked at uh, Martinez, his body language, and you looked at... Southgate's body language, and and that was it, you know. So I, I don't know, you know, that Rashford miss, 
you know, did he miss on purpose? No, I'm, like, not, I'm, not having that. I'm not having that. I can't believe Rashford would only for the reason that Rashford wants to impress. Rashford yeah. wants to score yeah. on the international yeah. stage. And at 18, to have the kind of foresight and the uh, lack of kind of self uh Grandizing to then miss that on purpose. I just it's not, can't. It's not happening. No, no, he, he didn't. Uh, like, he didn't uh, it's, miss it. It's, on it you know, it's, it's. I mean, just to, to put an analogy around a completely other way. I was having a bit of a chat with somebody on Twitter the other night um, about. I think it was um, when Mascherano, known as Mascherano. the rat, known as the rat. That's what they used to call him. <laughs> yeah. Mascherano. Mascherano. No, no, they pronounce the C. Mascherano. Mascherano. Five times, five times, but, red uh, boys. It's like I'm up there. Five times, red boys. But anyway, uh, it was when he uh, got uh, gave the penalty away, and there was a lot of debate going on about. Well, how, I mean, how stupid footballers are. They know they're going to get penalised for it. They know that they're going to be seen. And my point was is that. You know, it's so ingrained in them to take advantage, gain the upper hand, some people will call it cheat, whatever, that that they can't stop that behaviour, it becomes automatic. And I think, in a sense, you know, we can say that about Rashford. You know, Mm -hmm. this is a a guy who loves to score goals. His job is to score goals. There is no way on earth he can kind of get into a position like that and go, oh, hang on a minute, the manager says that we don't really want to win this game because we need to come second, so we end up playing easier people in the world. No. It's automatic behaviour. He's going to try and score. And I think he did. And with with 18 million people watching at home, I know footballers are used to big audiences, but... Do you think they actually even comes into their consciousness that there are 18 million people watching. No. It's, well, it's hard to, isn't it, I guess, when you're in the stadium. I mean, it's like, like us here tonight, Sammy, you know, we've got 18 million people listening, but it doesn't bother me in the least, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still myself. It might not bother you, but they know the <laughs> the scale of it, although maybe when you're in the stadium itself... Now I'm feeling nervous, actually. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the realisation that that might actually I, be I the reality is making me The whole of no. London could hear <laughs> they you don't right know. now. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know what? The, the, the players have no <laughs> the idea. Players do. Of course they don't. It's not in their consciousness at all. I'm sure it's not. I mean, Only jo- I- Jordan Pickford. What about him? <laughs> Did you see the dive? Yeah. That he, he was like... It was, I don't know, it kind of reminded me of when I first went off the 10-metre board as a 10-year-old, yeah. and you try and make it look good. Yeah, exactly that. You know, when I used to play cricket, I used to play cricket for this farmer's team down in the middle of Hampshire, and we, we coined the term... No, no, Hampshire, Hampshire, different type of queen. But uh, we used to, we coined the expression called the bite and dive. So that was when somebody kind of, you know, walloped it to Cow Corner where you were fielding and you were supposed to catch it or stop the ball. You would time it right so that you would dive over the ball after it had gone past you, but make it look like you'd made this yeah, spectacular yeah, 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 yeah. effort <laughs> and nobody could give you a hard time. And that he did a basic, he did a bite oh, and no, dive. Why do keepers, though, try and save with their wrong hand? If you're diving to your right, go predominantly with your right arm. You could have saved that, Sammy, I reckon. I really do think that. I'm not. No? Uh, I think oh, I think no. it's a bit harsh to say he could have. Because he screwed think, the dive uh, up. I, I think, think that Marco's got a point. He screwed... If he hadn't dived so ridiculously spectacularly and just put his hand up, he probably would have saved that. He certainly could have got closer. Whether he'd have actually saved it, I'm not sure. Well. Okay, more Belgian fallout coming up next. I can't wait to come to the UK and claim sanctuary. Love sport. 
I work for AspokesmanSaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit AspokesmanSaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. Once every four years, the football fans of England unite, providing we qualify. And Love Sport will stand with every England fan at every game, at every moment. From the first goal to the eventual penalty shootout heartbreak, Love Sport, your England fan station. We may or may not poison you if you don't support Russia in the World Cup. The Fan Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sports, official betting partner. So coming up tonight on Love Sport here on Russia, uh, from Russia I should say, uh, we're Love Sport. Got Stanford Chidge and Mark Worrell in the studio with me. At 7.30 we're going to be speaking to Pierre-Antoine Denis, a uh, French fan and journalist, to uh, get a French point of view ahead of their game against Argentina. Uh, can you play the French national anthem by any chance no. Got no notes. <laughs> <laughs> that is your homework. By eight o'clock, I want, or by the even time he's on at seven thirty, I want. He's not bad, is he? It's close, Marco. It's not bad. So yeah, Pierre-Antoine Denis is going to be on chatting <laughs> all things uh, France ahead of their game against Argentina. At eight, we're going to be catching up with uh, Faye, uh, an England fan with Yahoo, Yahoo's 32. Uh, well, he'll get um, God Save the Queen ready for Faye. Uh, and David Blackmore, uh, who's been out in Russia up until today, uh, is going to give us the lowdown on everything coming out uh, of the World Cup. So we were discussing uh, England versus Belgium. We've got Colombia in the last 16. Could have been Japan had we either drawn or won yesterday, unless somehow uh, we ended up getting about 10 yellow cards. Are you happy with England's draw and the road to Moscow? Six one half a dozen of the other? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, Colombia beat Colombia, play the winners of Sweden, Switzerland then potentially play Spain or in Croatia the right or, or, or Croatia, Croatia yeah, yeah who are looking yeah, very yeah. very good They're good my tip my tip yeah Croatia. definitely a dark horse yeah, yeah I, I don't I really don't think it makes any difference at no. this stage I to agree be with, that. with you do you not think with that top half of the draw is you know oh no the, that, that is the the group of death isn't it that top half of the well draw. that would be uh, that would be Japan who, who you know you would expect England to be able to beat then Brazil which you would expect them not to be able to beat yeah. but if they did do that then it would be Uruguay or Argentina again you know France. both of those would be tough yeah or Portugal or France or any Portugal of the France yeah, yeah that, that, exactly. that, that's what I'm saying I'm saying that that top half of the World Cup is it's not disproportionately naughty. naughty disproportionately higher quality on paper if you look at the rankings and everything yeah, else yeah, like yeah. that but there is that kind of argument of if you take one step at a time, I'd much rather have been facing Japan in the yeah. last 16 than really? Colombia. 
Well, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. No, I'm not. I'm not so sure, actually. So, I'm from a Chelsea sure. point of view, oh, looking okay. at I, Colombia. Yeah. Well, uh, look, we, we've never lost to Colombia, England, nor Chelsea, oh, haven't either. As far as I'm aware, due to the '98. '98, it was ugly. John Stagdo. No. Yeah, and I was working for Phillips at the <laughs> were time, you? who were one of the sponsors, and I, <laughs> I went through. I got the Eurostar out to Paris. And I, all I had, I had a briefcase with eight tickets for the game and a pair of underpants in it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. What? Can I ask what, why you had... OK, you're going to... Well, no, because I was staying for one Oh, of night. course, of course, of course. Yeah. And, I, and it all went fine. And then on the way back after the game, I think Beckham scored. Yep, yeah, worldy free kick. Yeah. The next day, when I was coming back, I got stopped in London... By customs, and obviously I had nothing in my briefcase apart from one pair of soiled underpants, slightly <laughs> smelly underpants. <laughs> Where have you been? Well, I've been the football. Can you prove it? And I had my ticket snubbed. <clears throat> Yeah, but where else have you been? Nowhere. You haven't been to Amsterdam then? No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah, incredible. Very weird. Did you have a guilty look on your face, maybe? Probably. Smug look. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Smugglers yeah, look, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Smugglers look. Oh, I see what you've done there. Very, yeah, very 20 good. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. That was his... Do you know what? I mean, an interesting, slight, slightly tangential, but picking up on that, is that... Uh, I think the 1998. This, this reminds this World Cup reminds me of the 1998 World Cup. There seems to be a jollification to yeah. quote the uh, the lightnings, the much loved lightning seeds. I mean, because I, I was not looking forward to this at all. I mean, my intention was to just basically give everything a swerve for you know a couple of months, come back refreshed, be nicer to Aaron when I'm on Love Sport Radio, these kind <laughs> of things. But I've been drawn into it brilliantly it, it's been so I, I i have absolutely and i and i wonder actually sammy if a lot of this is coming out the back of you know what was a difficult season for chelsea a lot of negativity mm. around the club at the moment you know you get a bit fed up with it after a while and it's it's lovely to watch football with with no you know dog in the fight you know in a sense i mean okay obviously i'm english and i want england to win but you know, having been let down by England so many times, I, I worked out a long time ago that I only had enough emotional space for Chelsea, not mm. Chelsea and England. So I, I will be ecstatic if they win the World Cup and do really, really well, but I'm not going to throw a hissy fit if they don't. Is there so I can just enjoy it. It's lovely to just enjoy this and love the football. Is there also part of it, of being a fan of a big six club, mm. there's a weird psyche that all fans, I think, of yeah. the, the biggest clubs have, especially the big historical ones. I don't know if Man City comes into this quite oh, as much. Club. But yeah, but they haven't been there historically year for years and years and years. Where you are so desperate for every other team in your kind of neck of the woods to do badly. So therefore, you watch the top flights of football. You watch the top levels of football with weird with Chelsea eyes on. So therefore, you can't necessarily no. enjoy games as a neutral, where a low uh, league fan might be able to. So you kind of come to the World Cup, and actually, you're watching... Well, I, I kind of agree, and I kind of disagree, because, I mean, Chelsea supporters have always been big England fans. It goes way back. OK, some of it was a bit to do with the naughtiness that used to go on in the 70s and 80s <laughs> but generally Chelsea supporters are big England fans and a lot of Chelsea supporters would go to the Wem you know Wembley games a lot of them would go away it's always been a big thing um, but I would I would say yes in a sense you are right that it did change when Chelsea started winning things regularly because you know I got Man United and Liverpool mates and they would say that well, we don't support England because every time we watch England play all the Man United or the Liverpool players would get booed 
and get a hard time because basically you've got clubs from all the other clubs who basically hate Man United and Liverpool because at the time they were successful and then we started getting it you know I would go to Wembley and Frank Lampard and Ashley Cole and John Terry would get booed and you kind of think well hang on a minute so yeah I think there is I think you're right to a a degree I think there is this kind of whole big club well we can't be bothered with England you know because supporting our club is more Mm. important attitude and I I think you know I'd be honest I think I've, I've fallen victim to that as well although you know I, it, it is also down to the fact that I felt thoroughly let down by England time and time and time again, and I just had enough of it. So it's got to such a point now where England almost can't let you down. No, they can't. And therefore, when things have started going slightly better, suddenly the country's in party mode again. Do you think some hearts, though, Mark, could be broken? Well, they will be broken, won't well, they? Well, but- potentially, yeah. I think last night was, um, you know, the rug got pulled from under a lot of feet and all of a sudden um you know this this morning i was just watching stuff uh on and listening to stuff and it was yeah but they only beat tunisia you know right at the death and panama were a pub team <laughs> you know and or you can see all the excuses um and all the usual stuff get getting lined up um, and the headlines are ready for when we lose to Colombia on penalties, you know, and Falcao and Quadrado, the ex-Chelsea boys. Well, there is that, Be- isn't there? Bury, yeah. bury England. Um, but who knows? You know, somebody has to win it. And, you know, like you say, I, I mean, I, I, I remember the, the weirdest competition I ever went to was Euro 2004, and um, that was when Greece beat Portugal yeah. in their own backyard. Andreas in the final. Christensen, Karasteis. Yeah, that's it. I was at that yeah. game, and um, yeah. you know, you just kind of thought, "Wow!" <laughs> I remember. <laughs> who, who knew? I remember the who was, knew Greece. Who was the Greek captain who scored the oh, goal? God, I, I did a program. Well, Karasteis, I think, scored the goal. I remember I did a program, uh, kind of you know which included a, a clip of him him doing that and scoring and i i set it to lcd sound systems absorber the greek they did a version of that which is absolutely yeah, mental yeah. Cause it speeds up and speeds up and speeds up and i remember i speeded it because the basically the match was so boring i speeded up the match footage to to, to sync with the lcd sound systems tune <laughs> and it was quite funny at the time but i mean i i just think you know you look at that and you think you know england winning the world cup Ain't going to happen, Mark. No, no, but that would be, in my mind, like Greece winning Euro 2004. Yeah. yeah. It would just be like, really? But, but somebody Or Denmark has to win winning it. the, well, the 1992. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, wouldn't it be good for football if this World Cup, you know, we've seen the Germans go out at the group stage. I remember, I remember when Spain got eliminated didn't they man the, the last world cup yeah yeah, and yeah. france before you know, that so italy before all, that all of these things make football brilliant and to be honest with you no one really knows i do think brazil is starting to look a bit ominous and, and well in the next section let's have a look at england's next game because from a chelsea point of view i think the fact that we're coming up against quadrado and falcao uh, is a very interesting facet chelsea legends i don't approve of political jokes because i've seen far too many of them get elected love sport your england fan station 
The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. Fancy a flutter? 7bestbets.com. Love Sports official bookmaker. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. Stop paying too much for your energy bills. Brian saved money on his at a spokesmansaid.com. Can you? I'm Brian from Swaddling Coat, South Derbyshire, and I saved about £400 on my energy bill with a spokesman set. The iSpokesman said website was very easy to use, instructions are quite clear to follow, and the money I saved I put towards a holiday. A spokesman said.com compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers in just a matter of minutes to find real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk We spent a lot of money for this World Cup, so you better enjoy it. Your England fan station. Love sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. From Russia with Love Sports, which I won't say in quite a sinister Russian ac- accent as you've been hearing on some of those uh, Love Sports promos. Sammy James here, hanging out with Stanford Chidge and Mark Warrell. We're here till 10. You can get involved. 0208 70 is the number to call in. Uh, and you can give us your tweets at Love Sport Radio. We've had a few coming in already. Monyake uh, from South Africa is listening, wants to give his uh, best to uh, Uncle Chidge, he said. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, keep your tweets coming in at Love Sports Radio. So, from a Chelsea point of view, uh, England versus Colombia on Tuesday. And there are two ex-Chelsea players uh, who will be leading the line, really, uh, for Colombia against England. Probably two of the biggest threats. Uh, now that James Rodriguez is looking unlikely that he's going to be able to play for Colombia. Went off, limped off uh, in their game against Senegal with a knee injury and you'd suspect when it's a knee injury uh, it's not I thought exactly... it was a calf injury oh really I was yeah. I was led to believe it was a knee injury but I might, yeah. have, I might, I might be no, wrong no I heard he's had an issue with his this is quite a long standing one I think but it doesn't look likely that he's going to be back which is we'll... great news Sammy because yeah, he's good he's very good he's very good Quadrado Falcao neither of them had the best times 
at <laughs> Chelsea. There's been uh, a lot of players that can be put in that camp uh, down the years. Some have gone to uh, do great things. We could things. probably have an entire league of players that yes. we could say that about. Going what was it years. particular about Quadrado and Falcao? It didn't work out for them at the bridge. Well, Quadrado for me, I mean, th- this is... Uh, I think an interesting thing to talk about, uh, not least because we've got them on on Tuesday. But I remember in the World Cup uh, before we 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 got hold of Quadrado, he he looked one of the best players in the tournament. You know, he was a wonderful, pacey, attacking winger, beat people far off, superb shots, scored goals, great worldy goals, really really good player. So when we signed him, I thought, well, hello, this is good. We've actually maybe signed somebody from a World Cup who's good. And he was rubbish. He was absolutely rubbish. He looked like so many players that have come to Chelsea recently, Mo, uh, Mo Salah being a, a classic example, who looked completely and utterly out of their depth. You know, it, 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 it was almost like watching a Keystone Cops uh, policeman <laughs> think, play football. I think the thing is, though, I mean, I would bracket he was rubbish, uh, though, Andre Schurler in, 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 in with... I like Schurler, though. No, Schurler no, was all right. It, it he was, was better than Quadrado. Like what... My view on all of that is those players are under intense pressure. They get a window of opportunity because a manager's not sure to play. And Quadrado, Salah and Scherler, all of them... Scherler, I don't... Wouldn't put in their bracket. they They were like... They were just... You could see on their faces they were terrified. They just wanted to try and run and score the... You know, run and score, justify run what, with why we'd hide and all they ended up doing, all the you know, was overrunning yeah. the ball, tripping over. Yeah. I mean, so is that why players come to the bridge then, and you know, what, some trip except, over and, and fall? Yeah, yeah. But some very good players have passed through, not succeeded. I think Quadrado uh, is definitely included in that. Why? Why is it that at Stamford Bridge they struggle? Yet he's gone back to Juventus. Well, and he was and brilliant been, again. Uh, yeah, and being brilliant again. And he could be brilliant again on Tuesday to to bring it and against back to and against Poland. Uh, he yeah, was you know, the be- he was the best player on the pitch. He could be very good. I mean, to ask the first bit first Sammy I really don't know because this you know I think it would be easy to say that all oh, very big club now expectations huge pressure on some of them can't handle it I think to a degree you're right Marco with that but you and I both know that you can say that about players coming to Chelsea for decades and I mean for us it used to be it used to be number nine didn't it mm. you know uh Robert Fleck Khalid Boularouz. Khalid Boularouz. <laughs> bit left field, but yes. Steve jo- Sidwell. Joe Allen. Pierluigi Casaraghi. Chris Sutton. You name it. We uh, uh, Baldrick, uh, also known as Kesman. You know, we, we, we've had a, a long, 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 long past of hiring, in those days, strikers who would absolutely flatter to see. Alvaro Morata. Well, and I was going to say, <laughs> now now I think it tends to be, to be wingers and midfielders, but you look. Quadrado was was rubbish for Chelsea, but clearly is still a very very good player, and I think will be a threat against England on Tuesday. And Falcao, I think slightly different reasons uh, with Radamel. He just struggled with injuries yeah. so much, and the, really, I think that was the reason that blighted uh, his time uh, with yourselves and also uh, with United as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, I was. It was interesting. Falcao's an interesting player, isn't he? Because he's a baller. I mean, you know, you know, you look at him. He's a great player. He didn't do it at United, and and you know that Mourinho nonsense about you know give give me the player and I will show you. You know, and obviously that didn't work no. out, principally because Mourinho 
Mourinho's wall collapsed. Um, and yet he scored one of the best hat tricks against Chelsea I have ever seen. You were there, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, Super yeah, Cup yeah, yeah, uh, for yeah, Atletico yeah, Madrid. Exactly, exactly. He, des- he destroyed us you on know, his own. Well, I've seen a lot of players score a lot of goals yeah. against Chelsea that Chelsea have subsequently <laughs> bought. <laughs> Robert Fleck being one of them. Yep. 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 Um, but he, he, he is clearly a world-class striker. But I think it was the injuries that have done for him, certainly at yeah. top club level, you I, know. I mean, I, I, I would like to think that England have enough to get past Colombia, but then I still can't help giving myself a pinch and looking at that, in, you know, the, 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 the two England lineups like Southgate's preferred... Starting eleven and what he turned out against Belgium. Yeah, the but other I, night. I think I think we can no, ignore no, no. Belgium. No, no. But what I'm saying is, you know, four years ago, somebody had said, right, name name the England starting eleven in four years' time, and you look at you yeah, look at yeah. you know you do you go what, and you look at even now you look at that squad and think, well, yeah, yeah, really. Well, let's move on from England because uh, we're going to turn our attentions uh, to tomorrow's game, uh, France-Argentina. It's an absolute corker uh, on Super Saturday. And we've got Pierre-Antoine Denis, French journalist, to tell us all about it in just a second. I wish I could expel Russian diplomats as well as I expel gas. The odds with seven best bets. Please gamble responsibly. How about Brazil-Mexico on Monday? Could be a game of the tournament so far. Brazil to win in extra time is 8-1. to one. Brazil to win on penalties is 14-1. to one. Or if you fancy Brazil are going to smash it, minus three is 9-1 to one, and minus four is 25-1. to one. Those are the odds with 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GambleAware for more information. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. And how good would he be for West Indian cricket? Yeah. yeah. And also, is there any difference with Brexit as well? Like, the, the, what does Not with the West Indies, as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> not with the West Indies. Yeah, not the West Indies. I, I think that we're still, you know, but we still have that connection. I think it'll change. Are the ICC. Yeah, you know, what if a decent German player turns up? Could a decent for... German cricket. <laughs> yeah, There's so happen. many of them as well. That could happen. There's so if many. If said Dutch, I might have accepted it. <laughs> Leroy Sané, does Leroy Sané play cricket? I mean, he he's not do. doing anything this summer. Yeah. Dasher at the top of the order. I'll tell you what, you can make a quick run, can't you? We know that. Weekdays from 6.30 a.m. I'm gutted that I didn't ask the producer to get me the Marseillais uh, in order to uh, introduce our next oh. guest. We'll sing it. Do you want to go, go for it? I can't do the words, though. So sorry. It is France-Argentina tomorrow. Pierre-Antoine Denis, French journalist, is on the line to preview Super Saturday with us. Pierre, what did you make of our little rendition just there? Absolutely wonderful. Thanks a lot for this one, guys. Merci beaucoup. Ah, yes, a magnifique. <laughs> okay, Pierre Antoine, <laughs> it's not been a sparkling World Cup for France so far. Uh, you face an Argentina side who've really not had a sparkling World Cup. Um, it's almost kind of the uh, the two kind of runners up in a, in a weird way. Although you won your group fair and square, how are you? Do you see tomorrow's match going? Well, I have to say first. Uh, is uh, at least since the um, the Euro the Euro final that I'm not I've never been as excited as to be tomorrow than uh, than like the the, the for I've never, sorry uh, I'll start that again I've never been as excited as 
uh, as these games more than probably ever in my football life because I just believe that it's the game that will probably launch our World Cup campaign. Uh, we've faced teams that are, for, for the moment, they were like they were not as good as us. Uh, but then we have the real challenge tomorrow to uh, to face a strong Argentinian team because even if they are weak and they're not not, not very good this year, at any time they can they can shine. I mean, we've seen that with um, against Nigeria. They were not very good, but at any time you can see that they they can score a goal and um and yeah i mean it would be it would be so great to finally see uh, the french team able to uh, to reproduce a performance like we did against germany in the semi-final of the year where you can be proud of of, of the french team and and the foreign media all able to say well this french team can can go far because since the beginning of the world cup it's all about this idea of this team has great potential, but not the ability to go to go all the way. But if we manage to win tomorrow against Argentina, maybe this will change, and I'm really looking forward to it. But, Pierre-Antoine, the problem is France just have been so lacklustre up until now. That Australia game, I didn't really think that France uh, deserved to win it. Better against Peru, but still couldn't find the goals. And then that game against Denmark was honestly one of the worst games <laughs> of this tournament so far. I backed this French team. I said at the beginning of this tournament, this French team is the one that is going to go on and win the World Cup because there is so much talent in there. Is it Didier Deschamps? Is it because of him that you are not seeing the best out of your players? Uh, I think I think he may be too uh, I don't know I'm not I'm not that straight on, on that on that sentence because I I think that well A. Deschamps may not reveal the best of this team but I think it's also about the players that may lack I don't know they lack something it's just it, like if they were um, missing some some kind of of fun when they play, it, it looks like they'll be too stressed as soon as they have the ball. And uh, I I would like to see them playing with fun and just enjoy their game. Yeah, I mean, even if we lose tomorrow, I would be happy to see the French players and especially the one that we're waiting for, like Pogba, Griezmann, Mbappe, to be to have fun while they play and and play the way. That we all know, and that, and, and that the way they make that this makes them famous. So mm. I, that's what that's what I'm waiting for tomorrow uh, to see all these talented players just enjoying the game. Because I've realised, and um, when I was looking at, at the previous games in this World Cup and even before in the friendlies, that they were just trying to do the job, and that's it. Mm. And I would just like to have some fun because it's a World Cup, and that. To be, I mean, there's like 60 million people that would like to be on uh, on the spot and play this game tomorrow. So I would just like to enjoy it, and then whatever the results, even if we lose, if they have enjoyed, I will be happy and proud of my team. Mm. I mean, Pierre, it's Chidge here, but uh, I, I know that's easy to say. You just want to have fun and and, and it ought to be lovely and enjoyable. But you know, France are one of the few com- uh, countries I think that have got a genuine chance to win the World Cup, yeah. and you've got an incredibly talented squad. You've probably got the best player in the world, and in Golo Kante. Clearly, I'm biased as a Chelsea fan. <laughs> but no, I mean, you've got some superb players, uh, both defensively and attacking-wise. Um, so, yeah, you have got the potential to go in the World Cup. So, 
you know, you haven't looked like a team capable of doing it so far in the group stages, I have to be honest. And I just wonder how much of that is down to another ex-Chelsea player, which of course is Didier Deschamps. I mean, you know, from my understanding, he, he, he's had a fairly rough time from the French press. And yet he's seen, I mean, he's now, I think, is, is he not managed France longer than Aimé Jacquet, who of course won the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, when you look, when you look at the 1998 campaign um, that, with Aimé Jacquet, I mean, it was a bit the same in, in, the, in the group stage. It was, mm. it was so much pressure on the French team, we were, and the French media was all on him, and, and the players were not really... I mean, when you were looking at the game, and, and I watched them recently, again, this 1988 campaign, you, you don't really look like... They don't really look like a team that can win the World Cup. And he just... As soon as you arrive at the knockout stage the, the, um, in, in the game against Paraguay in the last 16, then we, we win the game with the golden ball, and then... As soon as this one happens, then you realize that something can happen. Mm. So maybe tomorrow against Argentina, and I, that's why I said before that I, want, I would like to have the players, to see the players having fun, because these guys, they, they are so talented, as we all know. So if they enjoy the way they play and that they play f- for fun, then we will realize that this team has, on top of the talent, has the ability to go mm. through. And I think it's just down to them. They're just so stressed and they're just so careful about what could happen if they do that but what we just want as as um as, as well as a journalist but also as a french fan is is just to see them enjoy their football and i think that's we all that's what we all are waiting for just to like guys have fun enjoy and mm. whatever happens we'll, we'll be proud they just enjoy because if we lose tomorrow but without playing our game then that's where the criticism will come yeah. from. And that's where we'll start to, to, to blame it on Deschamps. But I think more than Deschamps, I think it's more about the players that are missing this lack of fun and this lack of first touch, first... I don't know, just creativity. When you have players as Pogba and Griezmann, I would never repeat it enough, that are able to create something out of nowhere and... I've not done anything special in this World Cup so far. Maybe Pogba a bit, but Griezmann has literally uh, clearly been under the radar. Then we need we need him to step up tomorrow and light up the the, the way the game, the way he knows how to do it. Well, Pierre Antoine, thank you very much for joining us. Bon chance uh, tomorrow against Argentina. That kicks off at three p.m. UK time in Kazan. Uh, all the best. Uh, for you guys tomorrow against Argentina. What a cracker. Tomorrow's just generally a cracker, isn't it? Because you've got France, Argentina, Uruguay, Portugal. What's your plans? Uh, are you going to be what, trying to catch both games? Uh, Mark, Mark, what are your plans for the, the games tomorrow? Yeah, um, my missus has gone away for the weekend, so my eight-year-old daughter is having a sleepover at her mates tonight because I'm on here. And then tomorrow she's got tennis in the morning. She said, Dad, I want to watch the World Cup. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be watching both games and having a little bit of nosh down a restaurant in the village in between the the two games. So, yeah, it's all go. Mark, how about you? Sorry, Dave. Oh, God, what's wrong with me? It's been a long day. Chidge, so. how about you? <laughs> Mate, I, well, I've had a bit of a day like you, by the way. No, I've had a mare. I've had a complete diary mare because I will miss the uh, France-Argentina game, which I think will be an absolute cracker. Mm. That is not one to miss. And I think Uruguay-Portugal 
You know, if you're a betting man, get your money on some red, red cards, cards in that one. Yes. And possibly penalties. But no, I'm going to be at Lords tomorrow watching Hampshire, the mighty Hampshire, smash those horrible people from Kent. It's going to be great. <laughs> and then after that, I'm off to a gig in Shepherd's Bush. I'm off to see the Skids. So I shall be having a completely football-free day tomorrow. Okay, well, you have to save yourself for Sunday, which Indeed. isn't as bad, which isn't quite as good, but not too bad either. Spain versus Russia at 3 o'clock. Then you've got Croatia-Denmark. Yeah. Uh, massive game for the yeah, Croatians like if they Croatia. are to fulfil some of their Spain potential. That Russia game is quite funny, isn't it? Do you think they might beat them? Well, no, no. Home team and all no, of that. No, I think no. I think Russia could win in Moscow. Yeah. No, I think Spain will hammer them. Yeah, you sure? Do you think? Yeah, you yeah. sure they make not a bit about kind of pot? What is it that they use? That what's that thing that they oh, use? Oh yeah, for the, the nerve agent. Yeah, a bit of nerve could agent in the, Sp- in the Spaniards. Oh, yeah, Rioja the night Costa. before, mate. Yeah. That green yeah, stuff they like yeah. could be a well, bit of course, that Spain around. just so much upheaval with uh, a temporary manager. But then I'm talking to Chelsea fans. You love temporary managers; they yeah. do the business yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and they've also got Diego Costa. Yes, who was unbelievable. One shot, one point. goal. That's that. I mean, he's just phenomenal. Uh, I absolutely think, phenomenal. Uh, the, the funniest thing to come out of this World Cup so far, in respect of Chelsea, is Golovin. Golovin. Golem. No, Golovin, the the the, the, the Russian. <laughs> yeah, he he scored a cracking goal, didn't he, against Egypt? Didn't he? he no, against Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, the mighty Saudi Arabia, worse than Panama. Yeah, yeah. And, and they won a game. And and allegedly he's going to be so Chelsea's I hear, first yeah. signing. Yeah, yeah. And from the from the ITK crowd. Yeah, the ITK. Yeah. And it's, Alfredo, it's just, we're talking about you. Well, surely Abramovich can sign any Russian player well, he I, likes. Exactly. He'd like to think so, yeah. but you know he signed Andrei Shevchenko. I know he's Ukrainian, yeah. but you yeah. know that didn't. Quite well, that work. is pretty much it, Russia it, these yeah. days, isn't it? Yeah. What's well, the difference? Well, no, I think he might have been then, <laughs> uh, but no. I, mean, I just no, think it's absurd that on the strength of that one game against Saudi Arabia. Everyone, oh yeah, Golovin, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think, I think you know, on, on a more you see what what Sammy won't know is that Marco, well, Marco, particularly me, kind of from the sidelines, more has been having a bit of hilarity on Twitter in the off season with the in the no crowd, who lasciviously lap up any tattle uh, about Chelsea in terms of manager rumours, player rumours, and the rest of it. And I think this is a classic case of it, isn't it? You know, it's a well. Plays for Russia, scores a good goal at the World Cup, plays for CSK Moscow. Well, we're owned by Russia, so therefore it's a done deal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a classic case of adding two and two and making five. I still believe there is a, a big crowd out there who prefer transfer rumours to football. Yeah. They don't like football. Why, though? What they is just it about like transfer rumours. Well, look, let's take a quick short break, yeah. and I think we come back onto yeah, this yeah, in yeah, a minute. Yeah, love to, love to. Let me tell you, talk spot loses real lightweights, believe me. Love Sport, your England fan station. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. Fancy a flutter? 7bestbets.com. Love Sport's official bookmaker. 7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. 
I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at aspokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with aspokesmansaid.com. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We do taxi tops. Visit wedoh.com. We do the smarter, quicker way of advertising in London, supporting London businesses of all sizes. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Lord's Taverners is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity, and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Lord's Taverners donated over four million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more, to see how you can get involved, visit lowestabulars.org. If your staff members go missing, it absolutely wasn't the Russians' fault. Your England fan station. Love sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. Fancy a flutter? 7bestbets.com. Love sport's official bookmaker. 11 minutes to 8, you're listening to Love Sport Radio. Sammy James here with Stamford Chidge and Mark Worrell. Uh, the Colour Run, presented by F45, returns to London on Sunday the 8th of July at Wembley Park. Uh, this incredible festival of colour is truly the happiest 5 kilometer run on the planet. I've never done it, but I've had lots of people that have done it, and they've always said it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing experience. You can run the race on your own, enter as a team, or just run it as a family, walk, skip, or dance your way uh, around the colourful course and celebrate after crossing the line with the Finnish Festival. To get your tickets and to find out more info, then visit the colorrun.co.uk. That's the American way of spelling colour, C-O-L-O-R. Celebrate the Colour Run, presented by F45, Sunday the 8th of July at Wembley Park with Love Sports Radio. So just before the break, uh, myself, Chidge and Mark, we're discussing ITKs and and transfer rumours at this time of year. I guess with the World Cup coming towards an end and with the transfer window being a lot early this season, the transfer window is going to be really intensive because no many people are going to do much business until after the world cup sealed but that only leaves two or three weeks so we're going to have almost january like craziness uh, i think between maybe halfway through july and that first week in august but there's a bit of a weird thing Chiz, and you alluded to this point that i want to kind of build on about how for some people transfer rumours and who your club's going to sign and the announce such and such player brigade I think prefer transfer rumours and everything else that goes with it to the actual football and they don't you know get excited by going to games or going to away games because they don't go to them they just get excited by who Chelsea might announce because I I think I think what we're talking about we're talking about a virtual reality there's like they, they live in a virtual world you know um probably uh, 
hugely embedded into playing things like FIFA 18 where they have an element of control. Yeah. And I think it has something to do with that. And I think Marco made a brilliant point while we were off air, you know, <laughs> you know when when you've been following Chelsea for as long as Marco and I have and and you go to the games week in week out you know cynical is probably the wrong word but you, you you get imbued with a sense of reality which is how little you have in terms of control and influence over what happens at the club and you just have to pay your money take your choice have a beer and, and watch it and you see what happens whereas i think people who don't go they get very wrapped up in this whole virtual world and i think it is an extension for them of something like fifa 18 why they get excited about it i have no idea i mean without being rude sammy you know when you were in in short trousers i mean i remember the days when you know in the summer there was a unless there was a world cup on there was a complete football blackout nothing happened from the end of the season apart from maybe the home internationals Mm. until the beginning of the season and we would turn up it's a bit like this this season for chelsea (laughs) well yeah but we would turn up we would turn up you know uh meet all of our mates for the first game and oh we've signed this these three players who knew you know and that that was the first you would hear about it there was no kind of 24 7 news cycle or the demands for that and there was no rumor mongering gossiping and a desire to get all these clickbaits so it was a completely different world and you generally didn't know and and therefore you generally didn't care until you re-engage with the football sometime in early august i mean you run a chelsea fan site i i, I know a guy that runs a liverpool one and five times they're very times this this site he runs uh, is very much based on transfer rumours. Yeah. And he was showing me some of the stats yeah. for his website. But they do news all round, oh, all round the clock. And he told me, August is our biggest yeah. month by far. And I was like, not May, not when you get to the Champions League final. He's like, no, no, no one's reading the websites then. It's all about transfer rumours. Yeah. People live yeah. for it. Mark, wh- why? Why are people so obsessed with who their club's going to sign? I don't know. I, I think it's par- partly to do with the... The, the demographic of, of football and as Chidge alluded to there it's kind of the PlayStation generation where mm. you can create your I own team no or, or you know, you know fan, fan, <laughs> fantasy football where you pick your own team yeah. I mean I had it with a kid on Twitter last night Flicks like <laughs> and he won't mind me giving it, giving it giving him a mention he might and get he, some more he followers out, he'll yeah, be really happy yeah no you know and he, he put up this team Chelsea's starting 11 and it had um reg- Rugani in in central defence, Golovin, yeah, Golovin in in uh, midfield, and Icardi and Iguain yeah, up front. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just said like, step away from your mum's drink ca- drinks cabinet, put the PlayStation away, <laughs> go, go to, to bed. bed. And it's just like that whole. It's just like a snowball rolling downhill. You know, all of this. The, the, what's interesting about Chelsea this summer is that. Um, the media blackout has has been phenomenal. You know, they talk about insider dealing and trading in shares. No one knows. The there are journalists out there who are paid hundred. The top guys who are paid like a hundred thousand pounds a year know nothing. And then you've got a legion of people on social media with loads of followers who know. Nothing. There's a guy called Alfredo Pedula, who who's like the leading Italian transfer guru, who who 
I think it's six weeks. Was it At least, five or six yeah, weeks? Since, every day. Since we won the FA Cup. Hot news. Hot news. <laughs> you know, Sarri to Chelsea, 48 hours. You know, it's the longest 48 hours in the history of... 48 and of course, when, when we do sign him, we're saying, there we go, I told you all the time, you know. But, but what we're not saying is that transfers aren't important and that no, you are. guys would be completely content if Chelsea made no transfers between but, but, now and then. It's just that you're not living for it, like it's your every... We have but, but no the, control over it. But the reality is, the reality is, for example, when, when Conte took over at Chelsea, um, Kante was the at the start of the yeah. season Kante was the only new player in the team and then um Alonso uh and Louise were bought at the end of the transfer yeah. window so at the end of August but all of that changes of course this time because kind of the window yeah. shuts at the start of the yeah. season so that makes it quite interesting mm. uh, particularly at Chelsea where nothing has happened and uh, you know, and, and that's going to shut in five weeks. But it's only going to be one or two players. Mm. But I mean, there is this kind of bubble. And I mean, I, I, just to pick up on, on what Sammy was saying, uh, you know, when we were off air, there's a there is a sense of this kind of instant gratification that, that's demanded by uh, self gratification. Well, there is that too, Marco. <laughs> I want it now. Our beloved Godfathers wrote a song yeah. about it, didn't it? Instant coffee, instant sex. But there is, I think, a thing with that, the PlayStation, FIFA 18 generation, is that they do want instant gratification. And I think what interests me, I mean, the point that Marco was making about these kids that put up stuff, like this will be the, the Chelsea team for next year, you know, completely wiping out half of a team that won an FA Cup last year, won a league before. Why? Why are they so quick to dispense with them? What have they done to upset these people that they feel they have to replace them now? There is something mental about that. As you say, I think a lot of it has got to do with the football, football manager, hormones uh, <laughs> and FIFA as well. Coming up next, uh, we're going to be chatting all things England. I'm looking at the clock on the wall and I can't tell the time, but apparently it's nearly time for the news. Love sport. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesmansaid.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesmansaid.com, getting real people, real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. So you want fuller, thicker, healthier-looking hair in just two months? With no side effects, the Recede Hair Loss range contains high concentrations of key botanical extracts used internationally to treat DHT, the main cause of hair loss in men. Studies independently carried out by Aspen Clinical Research showed amazing results in just eight weeks, with more than 80% of participants agreeing that their hair had improved volume, body, and general condition. 91% said they'd happily buy the Recede Serum and Shampoo. For more info, check out recedehair.com and get 25% off with Lloyd's Pharmacy Online, click and collect, or have it delivered. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. 
Every year, All Dogs Matter Rescue and Rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk Imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway. Please drive carefully through Roadworks. Love Sport Radio, 558am online and on digital radio. It's Friday evening, a footballless evening, which is causing much despair uh, to sports fans everywhere. But don't fret, because uh, we're going to be chatting more World Cup stuff uh, for the next couple of hours. And up next, uh, we're going to be chatting all things England. We've got Faye uh, lined up and ready to go. She's an England fan with Yahoo 32. Uh, so it'll be good to get Faye's thoughts on yesterday's interesting match against Belgium with Gareth Southgate making so many changes and what she thinks of the upcoming test of Colombia. Uh, news coming up in just a second. And don't forget you can get in contact with the show as well. It's just coming up to 8 o'clock. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker and on digital radio, this is Love Sport. The Fans Show on Love Sport. All the gossip plus you fans getting vocal on the socials. The Fans Show from Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. city, 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 city. Now is the time, let everyone see you never give up, that's how it should be. We're scorching in the sunshine here in London on Love Sport Radio. World in Motion is on. Mark's got the stylophone. Can you do World in Motion? Now that's three lions, mate. Oh. Do you not know World in Motion? No. no. I'll give it a go. I saw New Order and Keith Allen perform that live. I saw uh, Keith Brilliant. Allen uh, on my Instagram Fulham stories. Fan. Yes, Fulham big Fulham fan. Big friend uh, of yours. Doing a stage dive at an event last night. You should night. get him on your podcast, mate. Yeah, we should actually. I've been, I've, I've been, I've been trying. And his son, yes, Alfie. He's a, he's famous and he's a Fulham fan, isn't he? He is indeed. Yeah. Um, and that boring quizmaster. Oh, what Richard Osman? That's it. That's that's your celebrity Fulham and Tommy Trinder, of course. <laughs> yeah, I find Richard Osman <laughs> a bit weird. He's a bit weird. I know. I probably shouldn't. No, is that is that libelous? I don't know. We're not. not we- allegedly, we think he's a bit. There's weird. only one F in Fulham. There is. <laughs> I just I don't know about Richard Osman. I just find him a bit weird, bandwagony. Ooh, really? Bit of a glory hunter. I just think Keith Allen's ju- proper Fulham though, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. F- through and yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh Grant's Hugh a Fulham Grant, fan. Yeah. 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 Oh, Hugh and Grant. he he's another one. Well, he went to Latimer School, so there's a very good chance that he might well be a proper Fulham fan. I think, um, no, don't doubt that. Just, I think, uh, you don't, you don't, it didn't pipe up until... Do you know what uh, always... Sorry to butt in. Do you know what used to really always... Because, you know, Fulham is one of my favourite ways for all yes. the obviously ironic reasons. But one of my favourite things about Fulham was always seeing Diddy David Hamilton... Oh, yeah. ...doing, oh, yeah. The, doing the on-pitch announcement. Is he still that, alive? Is he still... Is he yeah, still yeah, yeah, he still does. I met, no. him, does I met him only does a couple of weeks do ago. Does he he does, no, he still doesn't do the announcing, oh. but um, I met him a couple of weeks ago. He's no, an absolute... 
absolute legend. He is. He is. No, he's always used to uh, highlight my my trip away to Fulham seeing David Hamilton. Yeah, welcome to the uh, West London fans. Sorry about this. Yes, yes, Uh, we digress. Fulham and Chelsea uh, (laughs) mixing uh, as as it used to be back in the days. Used to be one weekend Fulham, one weekend Chelsea. So that's basically what you've got the radio equivalent of uh, for the next few hours. We're talking all things World Cup, though. Obviously, England last night lost to Belgium, uh, and they will be facing Colombia in the last 16. Uh, Let's catch up with Faye, an England fan uh, from Yahoo 32, who are putting on shows all through the World Cup. 32 fans of different nationalities. Uh, Faye, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing really well, thank you. Sorry for our little ramblings there of uh, uh, West <laughs> London stuff. Um, Faye, uh, what did you make uh, of last night's game? Are you happy uh, with the road to Moscow that England might be facing? Absolutely, 100% happy. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah, fantastic. I mean, goodness me. You know, I don't think there is an easy path, but if you had to choose one, that would be the one. Last night's game, I've got to be honest, was probably my least favourite game of the whole tournament, I will say that. As in, like, all of the games or just uh, England games? In all of the games, yeah, because there was no interest in it, you know? Did you watch France-Denmark? No, I didn't see that game. Oh, that might have changed your opinion on that one. That was similar, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, England knew they were through. We just had to turn up, really. It didn't matter what team Gareth had put out, to be honest. He knew that whether he came top, second, he was going to the next round. And it was just for him, really, to, I would think, get some players out there, some other players interested, you know, so that they can feel a part of the team, rest up the first team, because there is a first team, isn't there? Because they're the ones that went out and played against Tunisia and Panama. Mm -hmm. And I would think that's the same team that he will start with against Colombia on Tuesday. But, Faye, aren't you worried? Uh, One game at a time, and and Colombia is a far harder proposition uh, than Japan, even if you take the world rankings into account, which I know are such a flawed system. Why do you say that? Look, if you look at the world rankings, just for an example... I'm I know not that interested they're interested in rankings. But, rankings, you know what? Well, Colombia, Colombia, Colombia fifteenth in the world. Japan sixtieth. Colombia, Japan beat Colombia two-one in Group H. Yes, Japan but helped by a Colombia red so card in the helped, first minute. It doesn't matter. They still beat them on paper. Nobody looks at red cards. You know, when you watch an FA Cup final or any final, you don't remember the booking. You just remember who won it. Japan beat Colombia two-one. Now, they're not a walkover. I'm not saying that. They drew, Japan drew with Senegal 2-2. You know, Japan lost 1-0 to Poland. They're not a walkover. I don't think there's any team in this World Cup, and I'm saying it really out loud, that are a walkover. Brazil drew to Switzerland, and we're saying that's the path we're going. You know, we could meet Switzerland. They've already drawn against the best team in the world, ranked number one, Brazil. So I think Gareth was on a win-win situation. It didn't matter what he did last night. didn't matter which path he went. I'm delighted that we've gone this way. Faye, it's Chidge here. Um, I think, in a sense, it, it sounds like this, this World Cup's a bit like the Premier League, isn't it? So, Absolutely. you know, anybody can beat anybody on their day. There's yeah. nobody, you know, really, you know really frightened. I mean, Brazil, on their day, you know, do look a bit scary, but... 
I think Croatia everybody, looked like a good side, but anybody absolutely. else is beatable. Everybody looks good on their day. You know, on the day, yeah. everybody looks good. But that's, that's what it's about, about, isn't it? It's about turning yeah. up on the day, because anybody absolutely. can beat anybody. And do you know what? Out of all the managers, and I'm going to say this, I think Gareth has got them mentally prepared to do it on the day. Last night, it was quite obvious that, yeah. you know what, they might as well have been kicking a ball in a park in England, because they didn't really want it. There was nothing to want. I don't think they worried which way they went. And I think they did go out there to win it. But well, on the other hand, I mean, you know, we all know that he didn't have to put the first team out. I, I, I happen to agree with that. I, I think it made yeah. a lot of sense to yeah. rest players like Kane and, and the really, really crucial players. And, and, and the result didn't matter. We all know that. And I think it may well have, you know, ended up in our favour by, by hopefully having an easier passage mm. through, you know, throughout the competition. But does it worry you a bit that, you know, if you've got those players who know that they're not perhaps part of the first team and this is their chance to try and, you know, get into that first team, that they, they mm-hmm. fluff their lines so stupendously. I mean, Eric Dyer, I mean, obviously as a Chelsea supporter, I'm no, going to be no fan of Eric Dyer, but he looked dire to me, and there are a few others that actually but I thought, you, you know I what, you, you're not yeah. going to get in the first team playing like that. Bardi, for example. 100%. Yeah, Bardi. I mean, even Rashford didn't have a good game, and yet we're all been wanting him to play. No, I'm, I'm Rashford, I think, you know... I, you know that goal goes in. It's a different story, isn't it? You know, and he was getting in the right position. But Vardy, I thought, was was pretty anonymous, to be honest. Yep, I agree with you. I was really disappointed with Jamie Vardy because I like Jamie Vardy as well. I think he adds a lot of pace to the game, and he's a natural scorer. But he just, I just feel the people around them they weren't in it, and it's a shame really because that situation. Maybe they need to look at that situation. Maybe they need to say that when it's a draw like that, either one can go through the team that win chooses which path they take. Wouldn't that be great? You win that game, you choose whether you want to play Colombia or Japan. That'd be, that'd be hellish to work out, wouldn't yeah, it? I mean, but, but in, prin- in principle, it's a lovely idea. How it could work in reality, mm. uh, I'm, I'm not so sure. But I do quite like the uh, the idea of of Gareth uh, looking at a big chart in a, in a room and uh, picking his destination. Um, Faye, did any of those players that uh, were changed in last night give Gareth a selection headache? I- yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, who, who would you think? Trent. Trent, Alexander, Trent. But then Trippier, I believe, had a fantastic... And for me, Trippier's been the most outstanding player. Um, I would I would, I would, go as far as to say that Kieran Trippier could be in a team of the tournament so far, not Absolutely. just England. So that's yeah. the difficulty Absolutely for Trent. stunning. So that's a shame because you think that's um, Trent's first um, run out and yet he did so well that I just believe that you know, he's got to go with Trippier because he's had two outstanding games in the tournament and he looks so confident on the ball and, you know, he's zipping the ball and he looks good. It's just the same for Alexander, but he's young, so he'll get plenty of opportunities, won't he? Faye, what, what did you think of Gary Cahill's performance last night? Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't really tested that much, was he? Obviously, that one goal that went in, you know, Paul... Pickford, that was just a fantastic was a goal, goal, wasn't it? Goal line clearance was a pro- yeah, he, proper Cahill, yeah. though, wasn't it? Yeah, right. oh, but I like Gary Cahill. I said to you on the last show, um, I don't know if you remember, I said I like Gary Cahill a lot. I use his experience. 
Um, he builds, a, he, he brings a lot of sort of confidence to the team, and he's one of the. He's, he is a captain, isn't he? He's yeah. So he, here's the thing, Faye. Why why wasn't he made captain and Eric Dyer was? I mean, my, my Twitter feed, which ben as you can Faye. imagine is quite Chelsea oriented, was going spare yeah. last night with that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, well, it's just, yeah, I'm with you there. Kale to me is a captain. He's he's experienced. He's solid. You know what you're getting with him. But again, unfortunately, he's not going to be in the team because Maguire's doing such a good job, isn't he? Yeah, but nor is Dyer. So I can't understand why he wasn't made captain last night. But there you go. Maybe just miserable. I mean, Dyer was yeah. particularly Dyer last he night, was. wasn't he? It was, was not a good I performance. Yep. But I've never rated him anyway. I'm mm. a Henderson fan anyway. <laughs> I'm a well, Jordan Henderson well, fan. Well, I mean, I, I'm not a fan of either of them, but it, it, I think it, it says something when I'm sitting there going, God, blimey, I'm glad Henderson's going to be playing against <laughs> Columbia rather than Dyer. Uh, I mean, but that Henderson, bad? you know what you're going to get with yeah, him. He I works suppose hard. So. You yeah. do, you do. You know what you're going to get. is He works hard and you know he'll go to the end where some players, you can tell they drop their head. Um, if things aren't going their way, mm. they're out of the game. You know, with Jordan, he'll, he'd, he'd take someone's legs off if he had to. Yeah. Well, I think he <laughs> mo- he's a bit more mobile than 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 Dyer, which I think helps. Do you think um, Do you think Danny Rose has done enough to uh, to to you know to knock uh, Ashley Young out of the side? Very difficult to say on that one because I like both of them. Mm. Um, he's naturally left-footed, Danny Rose. So maybe when we come up against a bigger team, stronger teams, you know further on in the tournament maybe you need somebody that's naturally left-sided and so maybe Danny might get the um the nod against Ashley Young um but yesterday to be honest the whole there wasn't anybody in the obviously Alexander like I said Trent stood out and that was it for me I've, you know there wasn't a lot more to look at and Kale Kale and Trent, that was it. Mm. Um, so, Faye, how swept are you uh, in the uh, in the wave of England positivity that I still believe is going round despite uh, last night's result? How far realistically uh, does your heart say and your head say? Is it coming well, home, Faye? That's the question. Yes, well, is it <laughs> coming home? It is, I'm serious. I mean, I've even got a jingle about it. I don't know if you've ooh, heard my jingle. Ooh, ooh. To the E, to the N, to the G-L-A-N-D, to the E, to the <laughs> yeah, N, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Love's Mark got Ingram. the world in motion. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, guys, I have got England. Seriously. I know people are saying, oh, one step at a time, you know. But do you know what? You have to look forward because if you don't look forward, that's the motivation for the team. You know, to think about, you know, emulating what the boys did in 1966. They have got to look forward and they've got to believe that they can go all the way. Great teams, you know, like Chicago Bulls and the Lakers. You know, you talk to Phil Jackson and people like that. They will tell you that they have to have a vision. They have to have a vision and they have to believe that they are the best. And I honestly believe Gareth Southgate is a breath of fresh air. Um, he's exciting. He excites me like Terry Venables did. Um, they do their own thing. They're going to do it their way. He looks and like a snooker player, though, doesn't he, Faye? <laughs> in, fact, in fact, I said to somebody, he looks like a snooker player who's got lost at a wedding reception. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? That's great because he's obviously one of those guys that the players just can't read a little bit. You know what I mean? Is he one of us? Is he our buddy? Is he what? 
I don't know, but psychology-wise, I believe Gareth has got them mentally prepared. He's been there. Oh, I definitely think the the players respect him because if you think about the ages of all those players, someone like Gareth Southgate will be kind of in the fringes of their minds because for a lot of them, they'll just remember Euro 96. They'll kind of remember Gareth on the fringes of the 98 and and noughties team, apart from maybe someone who's super young like Rashford. I think he's got the respect to them, though. Um, But but it's kind of... Is that like you always respected someone uh, a couple of years above you at school, didn't you? Is that kind of... Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure they would have watched the videos and the tapes on Gareth and they would have seen how he felt. And he would have talked to them. He'd shown them that tape, the one where he missed that penalty and had to be consoled. He's shown them that. And he's saying, guys, that could be you in a few weeks, but I don't want it to be you. And the pizza pizza adverts... <laughs> With a paper bag on his head. I bet they've all seen that as well. Um, yeah. Faye, just quickly before you go, can I get a score prediction from you for Tuesday? Uh, what do you think? How do you think it's going to go? 2 0 England. In normal time? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 2 0. I'd take that all day Harry long. Kane. Harry Kane will get one as well. And when's your next appearance on the uh, Yahoo 32? I'm on Yahoo 32 on the Tuesday morning at 8 30. Cool. Well, I'll catch you then, Faye. Thank you for joining us on Love Sport tonight. Uh, that is Faye from Yahoo 32. As I say, check out their show. They've got fans from all 32 nations. They're do- doing shows all throughout the World Cup. Uh, it actually is a, a really good watch as well to get a bit of the fan perspective from the uh, different nations. So thank you to Faye for that. Uh, we're going to take a short break uh, and afterwards more World Cup chat uh, with Mark and Chidge. I just need to tell you that this station is exempt from any aluminum and steel taxes. Love Sport, your England fan station. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com, Love Sport's official betting partner. 1.7 seconds, it's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save. 
with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit WEDOOH.com. We Do. The smarter, quicker way of advertising in London, supporting London businesses of all sizes. Be anything but free while Russia is on Love Sport. Your England fan station. Love Sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. Fancy a flutter? 7bestbets.com. Love Sport's official bookmaker. Love Sport Radio. Here we go. Name that tune. <laughs> what is it? You lost what me. What is there. that? Oh, oh lovely. And glorious oh, yes. long to reign over us. God save the Queen. Shamalash should stand up. He's a Kiwi. He's out of the You could do the hacker. Long to <laughs> reign <laughs> over <laughs> you. <laughs> I have to say, no royal like, member of the, no member of the royal family has died. By the way, that's not why. No, 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 God, no, no. We're doing a Mark, Marco. Well, she's all right. She was no. She was throwing a sicky so she, she could watch the England game. No, she was throwing a sicky so she yeah, could watch the England game. Has she put the uh, has she put the England flag above Buckingham Palace? Well, it usually flies there, doesn't it? Not the English flag. The corgis are wearing Union Jack vests. Do you know what? I mean, I live in Winchester, as as, as some people may know, and Winchester Cathedral has a huge poncho. There's a song for about that, isn't there? Winchester Cathedral. Yeah, but they ha- it has a poncho for flying the uh, you know cr- uh, the flag of St George. <laughs> okay, lot, actually. But I mean, Downing Street have said they'll uh, yeah, fly they the, uh, the Cross of St George they uh, did. for England yeah. Games. They did. I mean, I quite like uh, a lot of it's been made of the uh, the Kirby Estate, where um, it's got hundreds and hundreds of England fa- uh, flags yeah, uh, hanging on yeah, all of the yeah. flats, and uh, the media's been down yeah. there. And I think that uh, Jesse Lingard sent them all a personalised video message to thank them for their support. Yeah. Did, they so take, did they take them down after that? No, no, no. They're still up there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's tons and tons of England flags and one Columbia flag oh, that's been there since the it. start, and they've said that they will not take their flag down. Uh, no, despite well, the f- why should they? No, I, I don't think they. I mean, it's an interesting point because you know, uh, I, 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 you know, it makes me sound like I'm some rich person, which I'm not, but I, I also have a flat in London and. And and I came back up here having been in Winchester for a week, and uh, I, I've seen all the, the 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 great thing about London is that you see flags from so many different nations mm-hmm. all over the place. I mean, like opposite my flat at the moment is hanging uh, a Spanish flag emblazoned with the Real Madrid uh, logo in the middle of it. So just I'm th- thinking of chuck- their, I'm thinking of chucking something it's all, at it. It's all Portugal, Loyalists. Isn't it? Yeah, just yeah. Down the road from oh, here yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Kennington, uh, yeah. Lambeth, big Port- Portuguese, big Portuguese. Yeah. Community oh well, I used there. to live up that way. I've moved yeah. now, but um, the night that Portugal won the Euros, I got yeah. no sleep. It's brilliant. I love that. I mean, I remember I did a show on the World Cup in 2006, and a bit like Yahoo 32, we were just desperately trying to find fans from every country. London, no problem. Yeah. All 32 within about a week, you sourced them. Like, Boom. When um, when South Korea got to the semi-finals in New Malden which is just up the road from me they were like it was just bunting everywhere and there's this pub called The Fountain and it was just like so in there 
bonkers. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, interesting game yesterday, Japan versus Poland. Now, interesting in one sense, very dull in others. I wanted to get your thoughts on this quickly because it was an interesting situation in Group H, one that we thought might arise in Group G, England's group, but it didn't quite turn out that way. So Senegal have been knocked out the World yeah. Cup on yellow cards. Now, can you imagine if that happened in England? Can you imagine the uproar, the front papers, uh, the front page of the papers, the back pages of the papers, if England had got knocked out on yellow cards? And the situation was yesterday where Japan were 1-0 down to Poland. Now, if Poland got another goal, it would be disastrous for Japan because then it would go to yeah. goal difference. Yeah. But if they got any more yellow cards, it would also yeah. be disastrous because then they'd suddenly lose the fair play. So Japan and Poland seemingly in some sort of pact. How do you know that they colluded? As well, Trump would say, there was no collusion! Seemingly in some sort of pact. Well, maybe there was. That, that's the thing. Maybe, maybe there the was. You know. Knocks the ball about for a good 15 minutes. I mean, it was farcical. Uh, I mean, there was one point where the Japan players, uh, there was three of them next to the technical area, and one of them decided to do stepovers with no Poland player it, it, within, within 10, 15 metres. And, and I find it quite ironic that a team has gone through on fair play. Uh, Which is, wh- and that's clearly not fair. Yeah, uh, uh, whilst abusing the spirit of the game uh, at well, the they, same they, time. They could, I mean, the irony is, is that had the referees played to the letter of the law, if they'd have felt that that was going on, they could have awarded yellow cards because that's ungentlemanly conduct. It's not in the spirit of the laws of the game. Or am I thinking cricket here? Well, there's no I think law, they probably there's no law against no. passing it around no, the back, no. is there? No, they can do what they want. Well, I've seen plenty no. of bookings at Chelsea given out because the referee just clearly doesn't like one of the players. So why can't it apply to the World Cup? No. Mikel, I don't like you. You're going in the book. The only thing about fair play, which I'm not 100% sure if it should be a barometer for you know teams going through or not at the World Cup, mm. is referees are subjective. And mm. one referee's yellow card is a referee's telling off. Yep. And that's where I'm not 100% sure that it's a, a fair system. Yeah. What what other better ways could we think of to separate teams? I mean, I'm thinking rock, paper, scissors. Drink off. Yeah, something like dance that. Dance off. Toss oh, of a, a dance coin. off would be excellent. Well, between the two managers, I'd like to A think. round of darts. <laughs> what, you just get, you've got three darts Pub here. quiz. That would be Five good. general knowledge questions. <laughs> oh, no, because then there could be, like, you know, one nation could just have a naturally higher IQ or than another like nation. Sing a song. Sing a song. Sing Play a the song. stylophone. It yeah. could be like the Eurovision Song could Contest, be. maybe. Yeah. Where sing all the other... Na- uh, get the manager out to sing the national yep. anthem. Yep. No, that's a better idea. Get the managers <laughs> to take a penalty. Yes. You know? Because then, then the Gareth Southgate, we're perhaps at a disadvantage there, aren't we? Uh, I just think... Well, he uh, could redeem himself. I think it's... He, it makes for sort of compelling TV viewing, apart from if you're the country involved or the club involved. Yeah, and here herein lies so. the rub. Actually, you've just because you are a genius, as I've told you many <laughs> times before. But Marco has nailed this because actually, the only people who care about the fact that Japan and Poland pass the ball to each other for five minutes because they effectively colluded to enable Japan to go through. Are the Senegalese? Uh, no, are the people watching it on television who demand, demand like petulant toddlers to be entertained. If I'm a fan of Japan, I'm loving that. If I'm the manager of Japan, I'm loving that because all I want to do is get through to the next round of the it's World Cup. It's a hell Cup. of a gamble, though, they took. 
you know, to to basically gamble. Well, they must Senna, have. They that, must have had a chat then. Well, to, for the for, no, because no, but more that Senegal wouldn't score because yeah. if Senegal scored, then well, then, there then, is that, then the experiments uh, fail. But Japan could have scored themselves, and then they wouldn't have been relying on. Indeed, and it does seem daft, doesn't it? Because I actually, do you know what? Funny enough, Sammy, that occurred to me. Well, what happened if Senegal would have scored? Then then their whole plan goes up the. Up yeah, the, you if know. Senegal scored, then Japan would have been out yeah. but of course if Japan had scored it wouldn't matter what happened in that game because yeah. a point was enough for them I know so it is a bit weird but we all see them do it I think it's been happening forever I mean we talked earlier on off air I said you know uh, West Germany as they were in those days against Austria, Austria infamously you know played out a draw by passing the ball to each other for well that's why hour, now group know. games at exactly the, the final that's why group they game changed it. played at the same that's time right. but there was that going into that England-Belgium game at 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 the at kickoff, I think Belgium had one more yellow, yellow card, card, didn't mm. they? And that's why they were in second place. And mm. then and then they got another two, didn't they, in the mm. first half? They did, didn't they? Um, but and then they went and scored a worldy goal. Yeah, so you know, this which, is the thing. Roberto it's very complicated. Martinez's body language. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's as. It's, I don't think it's as binary and as simple as with trying to make out because. You know, I, I what going back to the England Belgium game, I, they didn't look like two teams that were not playing to win, that were trying to you know avoid something. They they were trying to win. I mean, Yanazai's goal, you know. Well, Yanazai just didn't read the script, did he? Well, he no, forgot, he because he's a that. footballer. That's the point. It goes back to what I was saying about Rashford earlier on. These are professional I mean, footballers. I just think, just going back to that point, you look at Roberto Martinez. When that the, his body language, what he did when that goal went on, told you all you needed to know about how impressed he was by the fact that Belgium were now going to be, or at that moment in time, if nothing else happened, were going to be in that top half of the draw. He, he looked, he looked completely, you know, he went like that, didn't he? <laughs> well, I mean, he had he had come out and said beforehand that the result didn't matter. That they were they were basically not going to try and win the game effectively, which I think is an appalling thing for. Well, whereas Southgate did, but he was obviously lying. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it. You know, I, I. You know, we touched on it with Faye, didn't we? But I, I do find it galling that. You know, our reserves couldn't be You go 1-0 you go down against Belgium in a game that you're trying to convince everybody you're trying to win. You make a substitution up front and you send on Danny Welbeck when you've got Harry Kane sitting on a bench. It would never stand up in court. Well, it would, it would, Marco. No, it would, Marco, because it's it's exactly the same in the Premier League, and we've seen we've seen Chelsea do it. And the reality is, is that ah, you know, I've got twenty five players in my squad. That's my first team squad. They are therefore all good enough to play. So if I happen to play the ones, the other twelve that I don't ever play for most of the season, you can't come at me, Premier League or FA, and say that I'm playing no, know, a weekend squad. I know squad. that. I know that. But if you were trying to win a game. If you, if you if you were putting you yourself, play your best players putting your, no you're putting yourself out there saying we're going to try and win this game you go one nil down in the game you know you got a striker up top who couldn't finish his dinner you make a substitution you've got a choice of sending on Danny Welbeck or Harry Kane who scored five goals in the tournament who'd you send on Harry Kane if you're trying yeah, of to you get do. something 
So he sends on Danny Welbeck. You do. You it, do. I, if you have so to win that game to no, go no, to the next round. Or to get round. something yeah. But you, he wouldn't want Harry Kane to get an injury. And whilst it's unlikely, even 10 minutes uh, is a potential risk, isn't it? Well, with so, Fel- Fellaini floating around, it's a huge risk. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's speak to David Blackmore after the break. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live, (laughs) it's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Lego, the strongest brand in the UK. I think I'm going to have to build my wall with Lego now. The odds with seven best bets. Please gamble responsibly. How about Brazil-Mexico on Monday? Could be a game of the tournament so far. Brazil to win in extra time is 8-1. to one. Brazil to win on penalties is 14-1. to one. Or if you fancy Brazil are going to smash it, minus three is nine to one and minus four is 25 to one. Those are the odds with sevenbestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GambleAware for more information. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Now I share a birthday with Michael Jordan. 17th February 1963. Yeah. We have a lot of similar physical attributes. <laughs> you do, actually. We, we yeah. do. I, yeah. my leap, I can hang. That's <laughs> the thing about me. I'm, as, as far as Love Sport Breakfast presenters, Ed Bowser cannot hang. You can't hang. Right, me, I'm up there and I'm just staying up there. he's going to do he's probably going to buy Maccabi Tel Aviv yes he's, he's right. going to make them into yeah, a European he's becoming an Israeli citizen isn't he yes it's he an is. easier way to get into the country though the isn't juice, it the juice we'll look after our own right that's what we'll do <laughs> listen Roman we don't care how you've got your money right we don't care you know you're one of you've us welcomed him in you're yeah. one of us and, and welcome right we have, we'll, we'll make you fight the, the Arabs who are building Man City and all the rest of it right it's, this, this is the Middle East war by proxy yeah <laughs> weekdays from 6 30am. 27 minutes to 9 here on Love Sport Radio. I'm Sammy James. Thank you for joining me on this 
basking hot Friday evening. I've got Chidge and Mark with me. Chidge has been getting a bit of abuse online about his oh, shirt. Still, Someone has said... still. Uh, no, no, I don't think it's anything oh, new. Good, good, I think it's only fucking England away shirt. It does look like the old circa uh, 1996. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Marco. Which is a much better comparison than Jules the curtain Rimmes. that someone compared it well, to. Rick, uh, Rick Tar's got no taste. This is an authentic Caribbean <laughs> from Grenada. This is a Grenadian shirt with, with West, it's, it's West Indian, it's Sea Island cotton, mate. You don't get better quality schmutter than this, mate. It looks like a white shirt that was washed with a Chelsea shirt. <laughs> it looks like I've been sick with blue curacao all the way down yeah, my front. Yeah, where's a drink? <laughs> I did that. I, 18 years old on a field trip <laughs> well, with uh, Maddox. Well, I wonder what they'd have made of it out in Russia. One man that could probably uh, tell us a little bit more what the uh, atmosphere has been like out there is David Blackmore, who joins us on the line now. Good evening, David. Good evening, guys. Um, David, uh, you you just come back from Russia, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Like most of the England fans, there was quite a few at the um, airport this morning in Danks because it's the closest place to uh, to Kaliningrad, really. Oh, um, how was it getting? And... How was it getting across the border? I've heard mixed stories. It depends if you've got a driver in the know. Oh, okay. Um, and did you have an ITK? We, yeah, we we yeah we yeah, the driver that we had took us to a, one of the smaller borders and we just crossed in five minutes easy oh okay but some of the stories we heard from some of the others were like two and a half three hours oh wow that's not good and so david what was the atmosphere like uh, in kaliningrad last night obviously a bit of a uh, strange game but i assume it was uh, very much a party atmosphere with the two teams already qualified yeah yeah i think that was that some 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 job i went bizarrely i was in lille for the wales belgium game in france 2016 and it was quite similar even though it was kind of there was something at stake of that game um the belgian fans were good spirits and they were um last night as well and i think you're right they, without the need of anyone needing anything from the game um everyone mixed everyone socialized and actually the the, the main center bit um the locals all coming out and getting pictures, mainly the Belgian fans, because they were more uh, flamboyant than we, than us English. I mean, most of the England fans, to be honest, had their tops off, because it was absolutely roasting there yesterday. It was so, it was so hot. And the Belgians were wearing some, mainly wearing suits, like kind of different kind of, you know, the, the flag suits, but all a bit bizarre. So they were probably hotter than us. Uh, what is, uh, from a kind of nerdy point of view, Kaliningrad-like? Obviously, uh, an exclave of Russia, uh, almost mm-hmm. closer to Poland, more part of Poland, really, than it is part of Russia. Uh, well, what was it like as a place to visit? Well, if, any, if anyone listening's ever been to sort of Berlin and sort of the villages outside of that, you know, it's very, the villages as you go around Kaliningrad is very Germanic, but you can obviously see where they've had the issues of the war because it's like very Soviet, that kind of stark, concrete look. Um, and it's it's funny, you know, I've been to South Africa, you know, I've done other tournaments. And it, 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 they, the World Cup sprinkles a little bit of magic onto uh, onto these areas and everyone you meet is friendly and all the stories that you hear before you go out, you don't hear anything of it. I, I, I just thought a bit safe. Oh, we're just uh, so far away from mainland Russia that you know it did, you didn't feel like anyone that was going to cause any trouble could cause trouble, and you also needed a ticket to get a visa. So again, it was only going to be the people that had a passport and were approved to go across that could actually get across. So I did feel I was going to be safe. But I, definitely crossing the borders and having your passport thoroughly thumbed, which isn't something I've experienced very often. 
um, and getting asked questions about, you know, why the pages are sticky and stuff like that. that it was kind of like an acknowledgement that, that you were there to enjoy the football in their country, but equally um, kind of a little bit of hostility as well. Um, so what was the atmosphere like amongst England fans? Because many uh, England fans would have looked at the tournament, looked at the group stages and thought, OK, well, I'm going to go to England-Belgium, not just because it's probably logistically the, the easiest match to get to because you can fly to Poland, whatever. Um, mm. and, and people that have got tickets to England-Belgium you know, two months ago must have been thinking, brilliant, I've got one of the biggest games in the group stage. And then uh, you, you turn up at the game and then very little riding on it. You hear a Roberto Martinez, who didn't even want to win the match. Uh, there's there's a combination of 17 changes between the two sides. Were people that were there a bit disappointed that they weren't really seeing a proper fiery match that really had some meaning behind it? Uh, not for me and people I spoke to. Most most of the people I spoke to only got the games for only got tickets for that game purely because of how close it was to Poland. Mm. And most people perhaps foolishly but correctly thought that if both England and Belgium would win both their group games so we would be going into it in dead, dead rubber now if anyone has ever been to a, a World Cup game especially recently for England um, going into an England game where you actually have nothing riding on it you can just enjoy it while still getting that same experience um, it was something that I certainly I was looking forward to um, but then having said that when it got to 90 minutes I wasn't really looking, I wasn't really uh, so I was thinking I've got to call this way towards that um, in terms of all the changes, I was really surprised. You know, I, you know, reading a lot about this momentum, I really felt like perhaps we should have kept it going. Um, but it just shows you how we're lacking in strength and depth compared to the Belgians, really, doesn't it? Um, it's uh, it's Chidge here, David. I, I just, you know, I've had a few mates that have uh, gone out there. Um, actually, you know, one of them is a, is a great drinking buddy of mine, and he managed to get his face plastered all over the tv during the panama game and we often see his flag out there too and it's great to see him out there and he's clearly having an absolute ball but what he's doing is he's going in and out so you know he's he flew out to gdansk and then flew to kaliningrad or or, or just traveled over the border because it's so near isn't it and he you know so that's how he's doing it. but I, I remember before he went out there and he's he's quite a young lad and he's quite a he's he, you know he's he, he's a nice lad you know he's not the kind of lad that's going to get involved with trouble and I was quite worried about him, actually. And, and I'm delighted to see that there's been none of the aggro that a lot of people were, were, were warning about before the World... Or, you know, months months ago before the World Cup started. I mean, I mean that's clearly been your experience of it, David. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe we shouldn't believe everything we read, eh? <laughs> well, do you know what? There is a lot of people out there um, speaking to people. There's all these conspiracy theories that actually, you know... The KGB have gone round to all the known hooligans and said to them, "Look, you know, we need this for us." Recruited them, <laughs> yeah. So it's been ordered by you know, the Kremlin. Don't do anything. Um, and uh, but I mean, it's like all things, you know. For me, when you're in London, you, you, you act a certain way. Yeah. And when you go out, so, you know, outside of London, and it's the same when you go to all these places, big cities. You know, you still have to be street smart. You can't, don't really go off the beaten track too much. And um, you know, stay stay with whatever the other groups of fans, whichever game you're going to see, whether it's Spain, Morocco, or you know, England and um, Belgium, um, just stick close to that and stick close to all they, they, they have. Loads of games makers that, if anyone's been to the Olympics, you would have seen them yeah. giving you high fives with big foam hands everywhere. I mean, they, they were a godsend because English was a real barrier, yeah. um, out there. But, but those guys spoke it perfectly because they were young 16, 17, 18, 
um, and they were great. But I have to say, it's always, it's always an eye-opener. Wherever I've been in the world of England, whoever we've been playing, or if, if, even if I've been at another game, um, like I went to the nigeria Croatia game um, in Kaliningrad as well, and everyone spoke English to one another apart from the Russian staff. So it was just hilarious that everyone trying to order stuff in English mm. and never, nothing yet coming up right. I, ordering three beers and getting, getting five or six. It was, it was um, certainly experience in terms of an eye in terms of going to a place that actually doesn't speak English and suddenly feeling like, oh, if I get in trouble here, there may not be anyone that can actually help me out because no one knows what I'm saying. Just get $10 out, normally does the trick. David, uh, thank you for joining us uh, on Love Sports tonight, giving a bit of, a bit of flavour of Russia. That's David Blackmore, the journalist uh, who was out in Kaliningrad yesterday. Uh, up next, uh, more World Cup chats. LBC, the cracked iPhone screen of talk radio station. Usable but unpleasant to handle. Love Sport, your England fan station. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Stop paying too much for your energy bills. Brian saved money on his at a spokesmansaid.com. Can you? I'm Brian from Swaddling Coat, South Derbyshire, and I saved about £400 on my energy bill with a spokesman set. The iSpokesman said website was very easy to use, instructions are quite clear to follow, and the money I saved I put towards a holiday. A spokesman said.com compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers in just a matter of minutes. To find real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. Hello, I'm Michael Parkinson. The Lost Tabloids is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity, and now the official charity partner of Love Sport Radio. The charity's mission is to enhance the lives of disadvantaged and disabled young people through sport. Last year, the Lowe's Taverners donated over 4 million quid to help young people of all backgrounds and abilities to get involved with sport. To find out more and to see how you can get involved, visit lowestaverners.org. All hail Putin, leader of Love Sport. Your England fan station, Love Sport. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. Love Sport Radio, quarter to nine here. Hope you're having a good Friday evening and enjoying the warm weather, which is set to continue uh, for another two weeks. So we're going to be treated uh, to even more Hawaiian shirts, no doubt, by Chip. It's not Hawaiian, it's Western, it's Caribbean, Oh, I'm so sorry. That is my cultural ignorance there uh, on display. (laughs) Later on, I will be doing the limbo for you. 
Uh, have, have we been enjoying the uh, the warm weather? Been uh, catching some rays? Ooh. I love it, mate. Actually, I've got to be honest, as you can see, because yeah. I am I am suitably dressed for the weather. <laughs> But no, I love it. I, I, I can't understand. What is, the, what is the problem with the English race where, you know, we, 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 you know the minute we get a, a spell of warm weather, they absolutely love it. Everybody leaps off in, out, outside into this weather and then three days out there moaning, oh, I'm melting, it's what too hot, I, I don't like know, it anymore. What I want to know is, years ago, we used to have a hosepipe ban every we summer did. when it was raining all the I time. Know. And for the last five years, it's been baking every summer, and we don't yeah. ever have, have hose pipes got more efficient. I don't, I don't know. know. It's maybe, probably maybe austerity. Has the water mate. table risen. Austerity. Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> great weather means great weather for cricket. Yes. And you've been uh, off to see a bit of the cricket recently. Sammy, this is why you, you've, I've been absent, absent without leave from Love Sport. I mean, it's been exceptional. At the moment, uh, apart from a, a dodgy defeat in the one day to uh, Scotland, um, a we don't wi- like to talk about that. A whitewash of the Australians. Well, I mean, I, I was at the Lords Test right after the Cup final, and I was at the uh, Headingley Test as well. So mm. saw, saw some good cricket up there. I haven't been to any of the one dayers um, against Australia, but I'm going to the one against India on the 14th. But mm. yeah, we. I mean, the thing is, we we have absolutely smashed it and smashing it being the operative word. Uh, you know, for all of his faults as a as a Test coach, uh, you know, Trevor Bayliss Bayliss is Bayliss, mm. and Trevor Bayliss is clearly one of the best one day coaches in the world, and uh, he, he's. In the last two or three years, he's absolutely galvanised England as a one-day side, and they're the best best side in the world. But I mean, it's brilliant to see them smash Australia five nil. Whitewash of the Aussies, excellent. Is perfect. I mean, last weekend was pretty much the perfect English sporting weekend, wasn't it? Because you had the whitewash confirmed in the we cricket. Did. England beat South Africa. Yes, it yeah, went well, nothing in terms of the test, but still, it was good to yeah. break the duck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all know about England Panama. Which was exceptional, and then Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, Hamilton yeah. uh, winning oh, yeah. the Grand Prix. So, surely, in my eyes, best English sporting weekend from an English point of view. I know not everyone listening is uh, English through and through, uh, like we might be in the studio. Mm. But surely, the best English British sporting weekend since maybe Super Saturday 2012. I mean, it doesn't get much better. Yeah, was that yeah. when Chelsea the, won the Champions? Yeah, thing? no, no, that was that's the Olympics. Oh, the Olympics, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it was the whole of England mm. celebrating uh, Chelsea's Champions League win. Certainly not in North London. No, they yeah. weren't. They weren't. One of my abiding memories of that night. Uh, Are you watching yes. White Hart Lane? Yeah. That was the first <laughs> song we sang. Are you watching Tottenham? And uh, a Mr. Blue Sky. I left as Mr. Blue Sky from ELO was blaring out. Did I, you? Yeah, I said that. That's it. I've had enough. I'm now. I had also had to go and get a flight back, mate. So you know. I was on Kelvin's flight. Did you flight. fly back straight after the game? Yeah, I had an in and out all day. I flew in stupid o'clock in the oh. morning and had to fly out stupid o'clock in the morning. I imagine a few people missed that flight. Yeah, one of them was uh, Marco's great mate, Kelvin Barker, who managed to delay one of them by two hours. <laughs> they waited for him, though. They waited? They waited. Well, it was a charter flight, so they could. That's you know. amazing, though. I know. Kelvin held the plane up. You know, but uh, yeah, I, you're right. Actually, it does ha- I, I'm trying. I've been obviously, you know, filibustering because I'm trying to remember another weekend 
where England had so much success and I don't, not many come to mind well no and well I guess because you've got to include the football team in that and I think we can think back that there hasn't been an awful lot of that not in the kind of grander way that we mm. you know, swept Panama aside um, I watched a quite an interesting uh, video with um, a, a super bookie now th- these are bookies that don't really take any bets under something like six figures whoa and um, they did a bit of a documentary during the England-Panama game of this super bookie and and they lost a lot of money um and he was saying uh, one of the people would do it say would what you uh who would be favorites between luton town uh, and panama and this guy was like oh just panama nine to four with uh, with luton at something like ten to four he was like I've, he rated panama that badly really yeah i think that's a bit disingenuous to be honest well, they're not that bad. Admittedly, they did say at Kenilworth Road on a Tuesday night. I thought, I thought, I thought one thing that was on a similar vein that was interesting last season at Chelsea, we have the in the no brigade who don't go to games, and we also have the play the youth brigade. Oh, every so time. every every time every time the first team, which they did a lot last season, oh, play the youth, play the youth, play the youth. So last season, the under twenty threes got to the. Was it the semi-finals of the Checker Trade Trophy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So where they played Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln City's cloggers. And it was like, play the youth, play the youth. And basically they, they went out there and got beaten by these... By men. By men. Mm. <laughs> which kind of like dampened Absolutely. all of that. And I, I think, you know... Danny Pan- Cowley's army. I think Panama better than a lot of people Yeah. I think, out. I mean, without going back over, you know, the you know the, the, the result before the last one... They'd probably win the Scottish Premier well, League. Well, the thing about... No, but, like, look, yeah. football is, apart from everything else, it's a situation game. And, you know, what you had there... Situation comedy. Exactly. Uh, quite often if you watch Chelsea. But, uh... You know, we we scored really early, and then we got a penalty, and then you know, the get at that level, uh, at Premier League level, you get a decent side that's two, three goals ahead quickly. Game is over, so mm. then it becomes like damage limitation, and in a sense, it kind of followed that pattern. Although we amazingly scored five goals in the yes. first half, but what was the what was the score in the second half? It was one all. One all. You know, and you see that a lot in the Premier League too. You see a team, you know, go streets ahead. Get lucky, get an early goal, get to two up, three up, game over. Other side knows it, and then it's just damage limitation, isn't it? Because unlike, I don't know, Sunday League or something like that, a lot of Premier League sides are smart enough to know that they should keep some you know, energy banks yep. in the tank the for, for, for the next game. What's the point in yep. beating a side yeah. 12-0, yeah. you know, when, when five or six kind of will do yeah. well Mourinho was famous for that when he was at Chelsea I mean he had, I can't remember what he called it now but he had a name for it didn't he but it was uh, they Chelsea there were periods during the game where uh, they would either let the opposition have uh, kind of benign possession in their own half or Chelsea would keep it and whenever those ha- periods were happening in the game basically they would take Chelsea were taking a pre-planned break so they would take their foot off the gas for 5-10 minutes to just kind of restock their energy levels and I mean, actually, when you look at it, we scored a lot of goals late on in games under him, and I, I wonder why. Maybe it's because it's very clever strategy. You, spent, you mentioned the youth. Ruben Loftus Cheek yeah. uh, has had a good tournament so far. He kind of came off the bench uh, against Tunisia, really impressed. Got that second start partly uh, due to Ali's 
uh, injury yeah. uh, and also played last night. Now, last night, I didn't think he was that impressive. I thought he was brilliant mm. against Panama, kind of who wasn't in a way. He wasn't so great last night, but no no one really covers themselves in glory apart from maybe the fullbacks. It's really reached a point, though, a, a, a junction with Ruben Loftus-Cheek, isn't it? And him and his Chelsea future. Can he break into that team? He's almost the, the test case for the whole Chelsea youth strategy, in my opinion, because here is a player who is clearly good enough to get into an international side, um, who is clearly good enough to compete in the Premier League, uh, but will he make the grade and will he be the next Terry Lampard to come through the academy? I know Lampard's a bit different uh, and actually make themselves a bit of a Chelsea legend. I think uh, I think it's a weird one, and and it's weird because of the weirdness of Chelsea at the moment. That you know, Conte clearly thought. And and to be fair, Loftus-Cheek hadn't shown anything in the preceding season to him being shipped out to Palace on loan. You know, he always had that kind of question about his attitude. But he went out there, did a good job, got into the England side. Would if Conte was still in charge at Chelsea, I think he would come would have been brought back into the fold. He'd have had a pre-season. You know, Conte got slaughtered for a lot of. Um, unfair reasons but you know he, he did wonders with Moses who spent time on loan you know he'll look at players and he'll, it's a meritocracy there and he brought players like that into the team and I think Loftus-Cheek would have had every opportunity under Conte to get into that side you know as far as Sarri's concerned yeah he's probably watching the World Cup and thinking yeah you know and, and if these conversations have actually taken place you know and he's been you know it's quite prescriptive at Chelsea in terms of the transfers and the plays we want you to play Loftus-Cheek he's going to come back have those conversations take place I'm not convinced so you know Loftus-Cheek is probably sitting there going who, who wants me? Mm. You know. Well, he's he's made that clear. Apparently, well, well, you know, if he you? doesn't get regular football, he's going to. No, I, I think 22, so. He's twenty-two. He's not. A, I know. He's not a kid, is he? No, he's not. And I mean, I think it, it's an it's an indictment of how chaotic things are at Chelsea. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I I, I don't I don't think he's been. I mean, it's like almost sounds like sacrilege to say this, but I, I don't think he's been that impressive either. I, he looks like a player. Um, somebody actually made a really good comment comparing Deli Ali. It's actually Andy Jacobs. Actually, he was kind of sticking up for uh, for for Loftus Cheek, but the comparison was being made with Dali Ali. But the, you know, Jacobs made the point. Well, you know, Dali Ali's two years further down the line as a football player than Loftus Cheek. He's had more experience, no, more Premier League younger. games. Yeah, so you can't compare the two because the point was being made, and I agree with this in, to a, to an extent. Is that Loftus Cheek? You know, needs to show a bit of swagger. You know, I think he's a superb player. And there were moments in the game uh, against um, Belgium where where he looked class. When he runs at players, when he takes them on, tries to beat a man. Um, but and with I, an extended run in the Chelsea side, maybe give him that swagger. He needs confidence, is what I'm really saying. And I surely think. his parent club giving him a first 12 games of the season. Yeah. Okay, Loftus, this is your place to lose now. 
surely that would give Well, him... I think, look, what, what's wound or ground Chelsea supporters' gears for most of the year, like in the summer, is that you see a player who, yeah, he is not the finished article, he is not the best in the world or anything like that yet, but he has potential. And what grinds their gears is that he doesn't get a chance playing for Chelsea, and yet they go out and buy players like Ross Barkley or Danny Drinkwater. Surely, 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 and then they've got older players like Fabregas, surely... You know, he deserves a chance and a run on the side. He cannot be worse or better. Well, he can't be worse than those guys. He has a. There's every reason to think he might be better. Well, uh, after the break, I think we'll uh, have a little bit more of a look at Chelsea's squad for next season, uh, where the changes could be, and also the Sari question. It's nearly time for some real news, people. Real news, not fake news. Read by very intelligent people, just like me. That I can tell you. Love sport. <laughs> So you want fuller, thicker, healthier-looking hair in just two months? With no side effects, the Recede Hair Loss range contains high concentrations of key botanical extracts used internationally to treat DHT, the main cause of hair loss in men. Studies independently carried out by Aspen Clinical Research showed amazing results in just eight weeks, with more than 80% of participants agreeing that their hair had improved volume, body and general condition. 91% said they'd happily buy the Recede Serum and Shampoo. For more info, check out recedehair.com and get 25% off with Lloyd's Pharmacy Online, click and collect or have it delivered. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. 7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. Love Sport Radio, 558 AM online and on digital radio. My name's Sammy James, uh, and thank you for joining me tonight. Hanging out uh, with Stanford Chidge and Mark Worrell. The Chelsea boys are in town, and we're on air for another hour uh, looking back at the World Cup. But up next, let's have a bit more of a Chelsea focus, I think. Uh, it's an interesting crossroads of a season down at the bridge, and what will be the future? Will it be Conte? Will it be Sari? We'll be asking those questions next. But up first, uh, it's coming up to nine o'clock and it's time for your news. On 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker and on digital radio, this is Love Sport. The fans show on Love Sport. 
gossip, plus you fans getting vocal on the socials. The Fans Show from Love Sport London, a great station for a great city. Mark's been playing it on the stylophone. It's Love Sport Radio. Sammy here with Chidge and Mark. Can we hear the stylophone, please? This should be easy. This should be easy. Take me home. Just don't want to go to work. Sammy's clever. He got that. Very nice. Very nice. I know what the the new one is. It's like the R one for Bakayoko, never giving the ball oh, away. Yeah. Okay. Aye aye, something like that. Drinking all your vodka. Oh yeah. yeah. Something like England going all the way. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the new one I heard yesterday, which is a bit uh, naughty's retro. Put him in Rolf Harris sat next to me. <laughs> we just need to be, have the ability to pull out the plug occasionally, I know, don't I we? Know. Battery's running out. Oh, oh, that oh, happened last time. That yeah. happened last time, didn't it? God, the, the batteries, batteries can't be very long no. lasting. Well, it's an old unit. What is it? PP3? Double A's. PP3. PP3 one. That's the one where you plug in. You the, the, the contacts, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You put yeah. it on your tongue and you yeah. get a buzz. You do, yeah. yeah. One for the You're teenagers, too young. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's gone yeah. over. That's gone over my head. Yeah, no, no. Um, the one that the song that I heard doing the rounds this week. Uh, can you remember Atomic Kitten? I'd rather not. Uh, yeah. Can you remember yeah, Hole Again by Atomic Kitten? Vaguely. So yeah. it's. Uh, I think Shamalar might be uh, searching for it on the system, but um, it's uh, Southgate. You're the one. Yeah. You still yeah, turn yeah. me on. Football's coming home yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. you got I, it, Shamalar? I saw that. Saw that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah, still he's... turn me on. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, that's the chart doing the rounds at the moment. Let's have a look at Chelsea. And what is the latest um, with Conte and Sari? Uh, saw an article in The Sun this morning. Chelsea turmoil as players and manager don't know who will be in charge next season. And I'm, I'm imagining you guys uh, aren't much the wiser either. What is going on? The season's not that far away. Well, they're supposed to be back, aren't they? I think those who are not in the World Cup. No, well, ninth. no, no, seventh. Ninth, ninth I heard of July. Seventh. I heard seventh of ninth. July, which is Saturday. But ninth would make more sense, wouldn't it? Ninth of July, being a Monday, nine o'clock Monday morning, back at your desk. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, it's not that far away. And I think you made a point about this earlier, Sammy. Not only that, but the transfer window shuts a lot earlier than we're used to. You um, got it wrong. Slams shut. Slam shut. Yes. Live! <laughs> with Jim White. Jim, with Jim White and his yellow tie. Uh, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is that there is less time than there is normal, not least because of the World Cup, but also because of the transfer window slamming shut earlier. So it's a bit concerning. 
we were talking about this uh before we turned up here tonight and you know it it is very 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 frustrating all this paranoia and hysteria that abounds all the itks you know trying to get clipbait saying they know something that's going on and the reality is nobody knows and there's a very good reason for that chelsea never tells anybody you know we we really it's it, they are pravda like in terms of how they run things and then there are two theories that come out of that and this is what marco and i were talking about on the one hand they may do that as a strategy not to tell everybody why why the hell should they play into the hands of everybody that's doing that keep their business close to their chest that's that's how they do it there's no on the other hand it could be that it is an absolute i nearly said something rude uh, <laughs> shambles <laughs> and uh, chaos uh, the other thing was something to do with being in a cluster but you know it really really is you, you know you can see that that might be the case on the other hand for all we know they could have been working really 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 hard in the last six weeks they could have been talking to all sorts of agents lining up all sorts of players doing all sorts of deals that won't come to fruition until another week or two same with sari that maybe for all we know contractually nothing could be done before july you know so you can't have a situation though where they are it is ninth of july uh, that chelsea are back at pre-season training where the players are turning up to cobham and they're not 100 sure who's in charge will it will conte be there on the first day surely they need a little bit of clarity when they come back because that they need to be focused and training hard from day one you can't have a situation well, from, where from, from july the 9th they do well, because that's when they're back at work. Yes, but for you, those that not... aren't at the World Cup, I mean, I, I think the interesting thing is when the, when uh, Victor Moses was uh, interviewed after the Nigeria uh, after Nigeria had got knocked out of the World Cup, and uh, a lot of journalists have you know written pieces on the back of this uh, interview that well nobody's told me when I'm supposed to be back, nobody's told me what's going on. Um, well, m- maybe that's true. Maybe he's generally saying that, and that is the truth. But he could be doing that to deflect. You know, it could be, well, I, you know, I do know what's going on, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay, but still... It's, we don't know. That's the point. It still seems slightly concerning. And surely, uh, whilst I can understand while player deals might not be able to happen so quick because of the World Cup, Conte nor Sari are at the World Cup. You'd have just thought... Surely you must have imagined this would be Sammy, over the line by now. Sammy, if you'd have said to me, you know, what would you prefer? And I would have sat here, honestly, six weeks ago and said to you, I would have preferred to have... Uh, Sarri in place within a week, uh, or, or either either the you know the decision made either keep Conte that, that, that was or hire Sarri a week though, afterwards, and then by this time have announced announced three signings at <laughs> least so that I can put my PlayStation away and my par- put my parents' <laughs> booze back in their drinks. Go- but that's what I would have wanted, and I cannot deny that. But like I said, you know who knows? It might. We can't judge whether this is all a load of chaos and shambles. I don't think, until the transfer window is shut on, I think, the 9th of August? I believe it's so, because that would be yeah. two days before the yeah. uh, the Premier. It's weird, there's kind of two transfer windows, isn't there? Because there's the transfer window of coming into England, but we can still sell mm. players to some countries yeah. Uh, yeah. in other circumstances. Yeah. Which, which So is maybe, is odd. it stopping for between English clubs then? Yes. Not? Yeah. But you can carry on till the end of the month for European transfers. I'd have to find out exactly, but there is certainly some... Yeah, makes sense. There, there is a bit of discrepancy in there, and hopefully UEFA are trying to bring in a Europe-wide transfer. Yeah. But uh, you see, you see what I mean. You, you can't. It's difficult to judge that until you know the facts, mm. or it becomes so late that the facts are taken over by events, and that's what what August the ninth would mean. You know, if we're sitting here saying, "Well, Chelsea have signed one player," 
you know, in the transfer mm. window, then there's a problem, isn't there? Yeah. If the, if we're sitting here and we don't have a manager, you know, by the first game, then there's a problem. But we won't know until that happens. Do you think Conte's nine and a half million pound buyout is an issue for the club? I, I just don't. I, I don't buy any of those um, stories about Sarri's contract and the, the buyout clause in that. What I do know is that if they don't get a resolution for Sarri before Sunday, the price goes up again. Again? Yeah. So that that is a fact. So who knows? But that, that you know, we, we, we're talking about, what, 15 million quid? Yeah. So in, in the general scheme of things, when it comes to Chelsea, you know, you're sort of thinking, well, hang on a minute. You know, Abramovich has squandered millions on managers in the past. So, yeah, there's this theory that the age of austerity is upon Chelsea, but I just don't buy that. You know, Chelsea, there needs to be a resolution to this problem. Everybody had the same expectation going into that FA Cup final um, that, that, that Conte was going to be gone. You know, it literally would be like, I can't remember, it was Van Gaal, wasn't it, at United? <coughs> a couple of seasons previously, United won the FA Cup with Van Gaal and he was gone mm. within 24 hours. That was the expectation. Sorry, that that was the yeah. expectation. And then the In the No Brigade were saying, yeah, 48 hours, done deal, hot times. <laughs> and, and here we are six weeks later and, and no one knows anything. Um, literally nobody knows but the harsh reality is pre-season starts a week on monday the 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 season starts in what five six weeks Mm. so i mean um, we we have no we have no new players we have players who don't know who's going to be taking training as far as we know we don't have any well well no but i i think you, you you can only go on the concrete information you know, so where, right where, now we where, have no manager. So where, no, where no. Right player, now we have Conte as the manager, and we Con, have the Con, same players that we Con, had last Conte, season, minus Reese, Thingy Bob. Con, Conte's position is untenable. He he's not. Yeah, but be. right now, no. Going but on what you say, what we know that is concrete. Oh yeah, no. Conte but what is I'm saying is, in terms of Conte what, has not had a concrete overcoat put on him yet. The the only you know Victor Moses came out saying, I don't know what's going on, and. That is going to be the same for the the entire squad. So where, where does that leave? You know, the, the the big thing going into the summer was retain Eden Hazard. Yeah, yeah, we have to keep Eden Hazard. So what what is he thinking? You know, yeah, he's there with Dries Mertens in the Belgium squad, who's probably saying to him, yeah, you know, Sarri, you're going to really enjoy playing with him, but. You know, the the Belgians are notorious at Chelsea. Every international break, Courtois, Hazard and the ex-boy, you know, Lukaku, Batch, all, all of those guys come out and give it large. You know, Courtois going, w- w- I want to go to Madrid. Mm. You know, Hazard, oh, none, there's nothing from no. those guys. Well, maybe they've been told something well, no, and no, been no, told to keep the trap shut. I, I just don't think they know anything. Maybe yeah. Thorgan Hazard's the answer. More Chelsea chat in just a second. <laughs> Cambridge Analytica. Never heard of them. 
Love sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. Love sport breakfast with Ian Stone. Who eats kebabs? Who doesn't Not... eat kebabs? Well, I used to like kebabs. Oh. Kebabs used to be. But then I, I like a oh. chicken kebab meat. I don't know how they. Well, I'm going to sound so stupid. I've, I've started, so I'll finish. You know, they have those big donor meat things, big yeah. long ones, and they have the long, big chicken ones as yeah. well. So did they just take, they just take the meat off the chicken? And no, that, no, 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 that is, that, is, that is actually a chicken. That's an animal, and what they do is they, they just skewer it, right, and they do, and they take all the feathers off and all the rest of it, and then they just stick it on the thing, and it goes around, it's heated up. And no, because it's huge, it's like that, it's not a big, they're long big chicken. chicken. No, they breed the chicken. They are kebab chicken special. They're not a special kebab chicken. I don't know why I asked you to. I shouldn't have. I've not seen them roaming about. Weekdays from 6.30am. Once every four years, the football fans of England unite, providing we qualify. And Love Sport will stand with every England fan at every game, at every moment. From the first goal to the eventual penalty shootout heartbreak, Love Sport, your England fan station. Leave the engine running on the bus, England. You won't be in Russia for long. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. That was the chart I was trying to tell you about earlier. Yeah, but I'm sorry. I, I've Can got you live ma- with... No, I've got a massive problem with the football chart arising from an Atomic Kitten song. <laughs> I, you can't be fussy these days. I think I can be old, Sammy. Give me that. What? To Mui to me back a Yoko. Together with Angolo. Never give the ball away. Two, three, four. <laughs> that worked out well, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Uh, we changed it to always give But the it did in the away, FA though. Cup final. It did, didn't it? Yes, Earth, wind and right. fire. Uh, always better that's than right. Atomic Kitten uh, yes. for, your, for your football Culture. charts. Uh, let's continue this chat uh, about Sari uh, and Conte just briefly. Uh, that news that you mentioned that if they cannot agree a deal with Sari before Sunday, uh, then his compensation value goes up three million. I mean... In addition, that it's nine and a half million pounds apparently to pay off Conte out of his contract, and with the kind of tightening of the purse strings at Stamford Bridge, three million pounds is not exactly an amount of money that Chelsea would be delighted to have to pay. Well, is it? Is it just nine? Well, it's nine million for Conte plus all of his backroom staff. Yeah, there's more to add on there. Then there's the compensation for Sarri, and uh, if you see that, I mean Roman is still having to put his hand in his pocket every year to help finance the club. I think he spent 30, put in 35 million of his own money last year and we made a 15 million profit. So you look at it in that context and it is a lot of money, particularly if, as we are led to believe, he is looking to spend less money on the club and let it be self-financing. That was always the aim, I think. It's not far off, though, with the amount of youth players and the turnover in that department. That does very well. That Chelsea could be 
self-sufficient. Some part of me, though, thinks it's actually how Chelsea spend the money they make that is actually where it goes wrong. It's I not agree. the fact that they can't make money. Well, you, you, here we go, actually, Sammy. We can't have it both ways here, because I remember a few years ago a lot of supporters were getting on the club's case, saying, oh, you know, always sacking these managers and having to pay them loads of money. Why are we wasting another £20 million on a useless manager that you shouldn't have hired in the first place and now you've sacked when we could be spending that on players? So we can hardly, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too here. You know, having a go at the club because they're reluctant to uh, be stiffed and having to pay a lot of money to get rid of a manager that they don't want. You know, you can't have it both ways. I have to think, I, I mean, you know, what's his name? D- it always reminds me of Dino De Laurentiis. Dino De Horrendous. It's Antonio. Oh, what's Aurelio. The, 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 yeah. ADL. He, this guy is a ADL, yeah. Something Film like ADHD, producer. more like. Yeah. But he, you know, he, he's clearly a hard nut uh, in terms of a negotiation. And, and, uh, he's clearly trying to stiff Chelsea on the deal, if, at, at least by extorting money. He's demanding compensation for a manager who he's already replaced. <laughs> So it's amazing, let, isn't it? Let, let's go and say this. Is that I've got right this crappy car, okay, that I know you quite like because you like crappy cars, and I've gone and bought myself uh, a better car, okay, but I'm not going to sell you that car until you pay me more for it than I've offered you already. Why would you do that? Well, I mean, the only thing you can say about a car is at least you can have two, but you can't have two managers. Well, exactly. So, he, I mean, why does he need to extort more compensation money out of Chelsea for Sarri when he's already replaced him? Because he knows that you need a manager. Exactly. So that's it. He's, he's, playing he's, the he's game. a hustler. He's a hustler. That's what he's doing. So, I mean, I don't like to be hustled personally. I don't like to be mugged off. If I get the if I get the sense that somebody's trying to mug me off, you can imagine what the answer is, Sammy. Is Sarri the only person that can do the job? Well, believe that that's who he, who they want, but no, clearly no. I mean, I'd quite but fancy no, Sampioli, no. having seen all of his tats on the box a minute ago. No, yeah. no, no one knows that. Well, we were linked. No, we with don't. Him, we were. Well, hey, who haven't we been linked? <laughs> there are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest. That e- have been linked even to even your manager. Oh, Slavica Jukanovic. One of the worst players I've ever. I think we've had this yes. chat before. It's massive de- deja vu there, but definitely one of the worst players I've seen play. At I think he is the manager after this one. You really think so? Lined up. I think. I think. Well, Lampard might, might have put himself in the frame if he does a good uh, job I, at Derby. I, I think. Interesting to see how that I think, goes. I think he's in for the long haul at Derby. No, not many people have. Yeah, been. not many people. No, no, no. I mean, if he makes a success of it, I think he'll stay there. Yeah, I but think nobody stays for more than two or three years, mate. I don't know. Not at the championship. I think he's in for a real tough ride there at Derby. Yeah. And I think that that squad Dysfunctional has been... Dysfunctional club. And it, it's, it's the atypical championship side as well, when you have Vidra, Jerome, Huddleston... Uh, Richard Keogh, Scott Carson, he's got to inject some flair into that side. And I think it's a real difficult. I think you'll take somebody you for Lamb Chelsea. When, when did you lot get relegated? At Fulham, uh, twenty fourteen. So four years to get. Derby back. are the second longest championship yeah. side. Only Ipswich have been in the division uh, for longer than Derby. Really? Because yeah. Derby were in the Premier League. 
Well, yeah, but they always fail at the fail at the they last. They had that season. Points, they had that season they? in two thousand and eight. The lowest where, number was that how long? <coughs> that was? Yeah, two thousand and eight, when they got the lowest number of points and they only beat Newcastle, and they'd been in the championship for six years before that. So they've only had one season out of the championship mm. in the last seventeen years, and that was not exactly fun. Um, getting relegated on it's, it's a difficult place for Lamps to go. Yeah. Yeah, um, but he's got to start somewhere. It's a nightmare league to get out of. It is difficult. I but think, I think, if he does it, he's a legend. I think he'll get a free pass there, actually. You know, first first job, you know, you'll get forgiven if he, if, he, if it doesn't go brilliantly well there, I think. Because for exa- exactly that, well, you know, who has succeeded at Derby? Mm. They'll say, you know. But even so Steve McLaren like, couldn't get him out. It's like Gerrard at going to Rangers well that's just it? bonkers I think it? that now that is a free pass in my eyes mm. because that's just to sell that's just to sell season tickets because all he needs to do is beat Celtic one out of the three old get firm mm. four old firm games a season have not a bad record against them finish second and that will be considered a success up there mm. but and I will th- become the Liverpool manager yeah <laughs> that would really make me laugh but I think actually Liverpool have been quite instrumental in letting him go there yeah and uh, there is clearly some sort of a well, that's because he was rubbish managing their under was, was he really yeah, was he yeah, didn't have a great record they got relegated did they yeah. I did I did not know that yeah, I'm delighted to hear that yeah Oh, that might make what I'm about to say look completely stupid. Go for it. Well, I'm going to say it anyway, because I have no shame. Because I was thinking that maybe there was some sort of a deal there between Liverpool and and Rangers, letting him Uh, go to Rangers, and then he can take a lot of their youth there and then manage them a bit and then come back. But but he he was hopeless looking after that. I really didn't know that. Well, Mm. after the break, uh, let's carry on this discussion about uh, ex-players becoming managers and, and where the future leads for them. The depressing thing about tennis is that no matter how good I get, I will never be as good as that wall. Love Sport, your England fan station. The Fan Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com, Love Sport's official betting partner. The happiest 5K race on the planet, the Colour Run, presented by F45, returns to Wembley Park on Sunday the 8th of July. London's Colour Run is a spectacular day of colour and fun. Jump, skip or dance your way around the most colourful course there is and enjoy celebrating with all your friends at the Finnish Festival. You can enter on your own, in a team or why not get the whole family to do it with you? The Colour Run, presented by F45 on Sunday, 8th of July. Tickets are selling out fast. For more details, visit colourrun.co.uk. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesmansaid.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me four. £184 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesman said.com, getting real people real savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com 
Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk Продюсер вашего шоу прекрасная женщина. И, честно говоря, самое лучшее, что касается вашего шоу. Kevin. Your England fan station. Love sport. The Fan Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sports, official betting partner. Love Sport Radio, 558 AM online and on digital radio. It's Friday evening across the capital. Live. 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 So this this summer, uh, make sure you join broadcasting legend Chris Tarrant on Love Sport with our charity partners, the Lords Taverners. Uh, He's been chatting in depth with some of our best love sports stars and playing the songs that became the soundtrack to their careers. This weekend, he'll be joined by married Team GB hockey players Kate and Helen Richardson-Walsh, who played in that fantastic final in the... uh, in the Rio Olympics that we were all watching and glued to. Uh, They're going to be talking about that incredible run to gold at the Olympic Games and how they balance their work and married lives together. That is a very intense relationship, isn't it? Playing sports and being married to your other half at the same time. Just... (sighs) Would never work for me, mate. (laughs) Uh, so join Chris Tarrant and Kate and Helen, Helen Richardson-Walsh with the Lord's Taverners Saturday afternoon uh, from midday and Sunday night from 9pm only here uh, on Love Sports Radio. Very much enjoyed some of the shows that Chris Tarrant's been doing. He was my uh, radio DJ of was choice. Really? when I well, Yeah, I used to love his shows. I, I have to say, my, my first, this is showing my age, and I'm sure Marco would say the same, but my first... Uh, you know, kind of realization that he existed was Tiz was, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we want! <laughs> Phantom <laughs> Flan Flinger. Oh, just genius. Saturday mornings were just <laughs> the best. Spit the, the dog, dog, Bob Carroll, <laughs> yeah. Lenny Henry, and. and and Sally, Sally, Sally James. Be still my beating Sally heart, James. <laughs> Sally James. Yeah, and then you had stuff like you know the Jam doing going underground. They debuted the the video of yeah, that yeah, on, yeah. on a kids Saturday morning TV show. It was the it was genius. Kids Chris Saturday Tarrant. morning TV was the pinnacle, wasn't it? Really, kind yeah. of back in the day. I was used to uh, yeah. live and kicking and all that yeah. and swap shop. Swap. Yeah. Swap shop. That's Batman. <laughs> isn't it? I tell you what, if I ever get got to in, if I ever get there's a Freud. And slip. If I ever got to interview Chris Tarrant, that would be what I would talk to him about. I'd just talk to him well, about Tiz Wars. Chris, I've got to say one thing to you. This is what we want! <laughs> I used to love that. I'm sure we can come to some arrangement. I'm I'll sure get him on can... the fan. I bet he's a Chelsea fan. Everybody's a Chelsea fan. Oh, what teams is with Chris Tarrant? Yeah. He's a. Uh... Base Palace, actually. I can text or Brighton. Fr- I can text a friend. That would, be my, that would be my bet. Palace or Brighton? I reckon. I reckon it's someone. Bo- I reckon it's someone like Norwich. That's why I meant boring. I said Palace or Brighton. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> I've got um, a friend who who knows. Well, about, find uh, out. I, I find mean, out. Well, of course, if anybody listening it, knows yeah. the answer, then tweet I'm it Yahooing in. it. Now. You're, you're, oh, Marco's Yahooing it. Oh, using Yahoo, <laughs> and you can watch the Yahoo That's 32 as well. <laughs> there we go. House. 
<laughs> what are we talking about? Well, there about? you go. He supports Reading. Reading? Well, Redding. Sammy was right. Somebody boring, that's for sure. Very, I mean, you cannot get more boring. That's very boring. Dear Apologies me. to any Reading fans listening right now, yeah. but you can't get yeah. a lot more boring. What was it we used to sing to Reading when we go away there? Because they play in a play in a uh, a shopping centre, don't they? Well, it's like a, an industrial estate, yeah. isn't it? You can walk, yeah, past being, walk past B and Q, yeah, and home base yeah. to to get to their Ricky stadium. Ricky Gervais and Kate Winslet, really, as well. Yeah, I bet. Ricky Gervais sports. He's from Slough, isn't he? Yes, yeah, near Reading. But you think you Brentford would be more his uh-huh. manner? Uh, you'd have thought, wouldn't you? Yeah. I can't imagine he goes too much. Stains or Hayes and Yedding, beloved by many Who's Chelsea probably the most famous uh, Chelsea... Well, how long have you got? We need a three-hour show just to Who's talk about... Who's the most, sport. though? Probably at the moment is probably Clarkson, isn't it? No, it would be better than that. Well, no, no, I mean, in, just in terms of... Oh, I don't know. Michael Gove. <laughs> George yeah. Osborne. You know, my, Michael Gove walks past the... the, the Does he really? stall, yeah, with his... Oh, it's surely got to be um, Richard Attenborough, hasn't it? Dickie. Well, he died. Sorry, I meant David Attenborough. David Attenborough? No, no we've never Chelsea, seen him up there. He? Never seen him up there. We I mean, have... We have um... <sighs> oh. I mean, I'm looking for a list. How many of these are true or not? Well, go on. Know, if you've got the list up there, yeah, we'll, got... we'll, va- we'll validate for Sir you. Sir Michael Caine? Never well, seen not, him Not again. a lot of people know that. Never seen him at I am a Chelsea fan. <laughs> That's uh, pretty Bill, good, I thought. Bill Nye. Never seen, never seen him there. I've seen Jonathan could validate any of the Damon other lovies. Damon at Chelsea. Yeah. I've seen him. Phil Daniels, obviously. Um, oh, who's the bloke? Graham who Bush. To, who's the bloke who used to present the Capital Radio breakfast show? What, Chris Tarrant? Chris Tarrant. No, no, the Johnny Vaughan. Johnny, Johnny Vaughan. Yeah, he sits. Yeah, Johnny Vaughan sits near us. Stand, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in this. He's in the list. I've got uh, David Baddiel. Yeah. Sean Pertwee, the actor, he knocks about. He's, yeah, he's in yeah. there. Bill Oddie. Bill Oddie. Bill Oddie. Apparently, yeah. Never seen him. Goes back to the 70s. It's like the bloke who was on Whatever Happened to the Likely Lags. R- Rodney, Rodney Buse. Oh, of course, uh, Suggs. Suggs, yeah. yeah Woody. Oh, Woody, yeah. Well, they come to the stall, Woody, don't yeah, they? Yeah, Well, Woody does. Yeah. Woody what about does. Brian Adams, apparently? Never apparently. S- never no, seen apparently. him there. William Shatner. Right. Yeah, recently he came really? out as a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah. Came out as a Chelsea yep, fan. He did. <laughs> you got a lot of good <coughs> the musician lineup here oh, yeah. on this Stella. list. Uh you got Jimmy Page, yep. John Taylor. Yep. Uh and some good ones as well. Sex Pistols. Yeah, it's got Sex Pistols, Paul Cook, I danced with Paul Cook in the Imperial Arms. The night that we won uh the title against Bolton, we were both drunk in this pub and I danced a jig with him. And then, funny enough, I saw him again when we won the title with Jose in 2015, bizarrely. Okay. Yeah, Steve Jones, also a Chelsea fan. Yeah, I've got uh, some good sporting ones. Apparently, Sebco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. Yeah. I think I knew holder. that. Brian Moore, some local Brian Moore. Oh, yeah, some Brian... Shed, Shed End season ticket holder. Yeah, I never heard of him. Uh, so, Steve Redgrave, yeah. Ben Ainsley. Definitely. Uh, Mark Wright. Lawrence DeLand. Mark Wright? Paul Merson no. supports The Merce is a Chelsea yeah. fan. Peter Crouch used to go. Used I, to stand on the terraces. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Alan, Alan uh, Pardew, Chelsea fan. Did Pete Crouch ever get uh, linked with, with Chelsea? Yeah, like in January. Yeah, in January. <laughs> it was quite recent, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, Alan Pardew, he's another one. Mark Hughes is a Chelsea fan. Delalio, Clive yep, Woodward. Yeah, definitely. They've been there and go. Yeah, wow. Jeremy Vine. Yeah, he's uh, the Radio 2 host. Yeah. Yeah. And soon to do the uh, football on fire. No, not that... Um, the right stuff. Is he really? He's taken over Good that. Good grief. I yeah. did not know that. 
and Motti. Motti was. Yeah, well, see, I knew Motti was a long time ago, because if you read one of his first biographies, he kind of alludes to it. So all this kind of outing of it a few weeks ago, like, <gasps> John Motson announces that actually all the time he was a Chelsea fan is rubbish, because I knew that years ago. So anyway, whatever. Anyway, that was an interesting tangent. Uh, up next, let's have a look back at the World Cup. My brain is very correct, unlike Robert De Niro. Got something to get off your chest that doesn't require medical assistance? Then the London Call-In is for you. Whether it was a dodgy tackle, poor game management, or the simple fact that the referees are wa- Uh, should have gone to Specsavers. We want to hear about it. The action, the reaction, and the overreactions. On London's biggest games every Saturday from 5.15. The London Call-In on your London station. Love Sport. Welcome back to Love Sports Radio. Twenty-six minutes to ten. You're struggling <laughs> live in the seats. across I'm London. I'm an old man. I can't sit in the same place for three hours. My bum it's goes to sleep. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. Love that. That's a great memory, though. Ninety-six. Yeah. Yeah, that was just brilliant. The, the whole um, atmosphere in the country was just unbelievable. I mean, I, I can't even begin to describe it. And it, it really saddens me that we will probably not have a, another World Cup here in my lifetime. Well, it's we, criminal. We are getting the finals of the next Euros yeah, nothing, and semi-finals. You the need next to have Euros. a whole tournament here and we need the World Cup Well, of course, here. it could have been this one. Because uh, this, was, this, this is one. the one that England bid yeah, for against exactly Russia. That. But clearly Russia doing an OK job of it at the moment. They are, to be fair, aren't they? Uh, let's get a little bit of an update uh, from the World Cup today uh, from our reporter Joe Townsend. England fans were joining in on the party in Kaliningrad despite losing 1-0 to Belgium. It's because, yes, they play Colombia in the last 16, but they're in what's perceived to be the easier half of the World Cup draw. That's possibly in the manager's thinking, to rest players that didn't play in the first two games. Hopefully we'll work. A little disappointed. I think we actually uh, end up playing for a... Uh, t- to lose the game, so I think second place in the in the uh, league is probably a good position, actually. England can't play a tournament favourite until the semi-finals with the possibility of Spain, so why not get overexcited? It's going to work this resting because it is a total shift around of the players isn't it? It's a tough, uh, it's a tough draw but I think we're capable of winning. Yeah it does look easier than Belgium. <laughs> it does look easier than Belgium doesn't it? You'll have to find something else to do today. It's the first rest day of the World Cup with the knockout stage getting underway tomorrow. What I've quite liked about the World Cup so far, it has really improved uh, my Russian geography no end. <laughs> there is a few places that I hadn't heard of that I uh, am now very much astute in. Uh, Nizhny Novgorod, uh, I think. Novgorod. Novgorod. Nizhny Novgorod. I hadn't, Novgorod. Heard that, hadn't heard of that before. I hadn't heard of Volgograd, and then I realised it was Stalingrad. Yeah. So then I had heard yeah. of that. Uh, obviously, we get to learn about the exclave of Kaliningrad. Yeah, yeah. And Yekaterinburg. Ekaterinburg. I can't say that my pronunciation is uh, spot I, on. I give private places. lessons, Sammy, for uh, a reasonable fee. Yeah, I know. I'm quite. I, I would be <laughs> very interested. I'm a bit upset they, don't, they didn't go to Vladivostok. Actually, because that's like almost in America. It's so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's near uh, near Hong Kong, isn't it? No, no. It's uh, north of. Uh, actually, that's a good point. Where is it? North. It must be north of Korea. I would have thought. I don't yeah, know. yeah, north of Korea. I don't know. Yeah, but so on the way up to Alaska. 
I mean, part of Russia must be thinking, oh, we're not really, we're not really part of this tournament. It's a massive, massive, massive country. Yeah, no, it would be almost impossible, really, to have it uh, at either side. So, what have you made of of the tournament so far? I think surely that group stage has got to be one of the best in living yeah. memory. I, I, Marco, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I talked about this, weren't we? Yeah. Because you, you kind of get all the the hype leading up to the tournament, and then like the first game was um, Russia against Egypt, Saudi Arabia. Oh, Saudi Arabia, that's right. And they won five nil, and nobody really was expecting no. that. Nobody Set was ex- it up, didn't every, it? Well, nobody was expecting Russia to do anything because basically the Russians had said their team was rubbish. They were well, the low- one of the lowest ranked. They, in the were, the, they were the they? lowest yeah, ranked the team going. Yeah. And then I watched the game and thought, do you know what? Wow, that's good. Yeah. And so you watch the next one and the next one yeah. and the next one, and then England come into it. Normally, uh, that's the time to yeah. go. Oh no! You know, and then you're sitting there going, "Why? Well, what's on tonight?" Then you know, Iran against yeah. uh, God knows, and you're sitting there watching yeah. it. You know, yeah. and your little kid comes in and goes, "Dad, why does nobody want Iran to win?" <laughs> <laughs> It's a long and complex political history. But, I, you know, the, I think that, you know, look, I said this earlier that I, I was going to give it a swerve. I'm a bit fed up and bored of World Cups. England are usually rubbish. I don't, I, I get really bored about being pulled into it. But you think it's coming on, And emotionally, yeah? emotionally torn apart by it. But actually, I think the, the, the reality is, is that it, it's taught me how to fall in love with football again. Because I don't have, apart from, I mean, England, okay, is my skin in the game. But I've kind of moved on. I, I won't get. I mean, the Who song. I won't get fooled again, mate. Yeah, you know, you and I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. I, I, no, I'm, I, I've grown up. It's coming sure. home. No, I can. It, Jules remains if it still comes gleaming. Home, if it comes home, I will be <laughs> up the lamppost in Trafalgar Square off my nut <laughs> celebrating. But if it doesn't, I'm not going to be, you know, kicking cars in the street. You know, I, I, I've moved on. But the thing is, because of that, possibly I can sit down and watch this wonderful carnival of global football and and delight, as you say, Marco, in watching esoteric matches like Iran versus Mexico or whatever it was and go, wow. And then just, just appreciate the game for what it is because you're not, you're not emotionally invested in it. Is, and I've enjoyed that. Is there something slightly sad in realising this is potentially the last World Cup as we know it? Yeah. Because the next World Cup will yeah. most likely be a 32-team competition. But no, it will this, be, is, and, this and, is 32. And, and in November. No, this, so this one will... 48, isn't it? Uh, I think 46. 2022 is still 32. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is talk about it making 48. 2022 is in November as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. November with the final three days before Christmas Day. I still wonder if that's going to happen happen you know i mean it seems utterly ludicrous to me but i don't think it will be the same I mean, there, there is something about you know that feel-good factor with the weather yeah, out there yeah. well you know remember yeah, 2006 yeah. how good the weather was then mm. we had similar scorchio well i was making that berlin or bus thing and we were oh, I, I went to sh- i went to work in like this with a horrible colored shirt and shorts <laughs> on for two weeks solid it was just beautiful same weather uh, but England got knocked out in the quarters, as we all know. It was all misery. I mean, and then after that, you've got the 2026 World Cup, which sounds like a corker, the Canada, fact it's in uh, and Mexico. Yeah. But then we're going to a 48-team World Cup. That, I mean, that, That's just to nuts. be honest with you, that, to me, looking at the 32-team World Cup and the fact that, you know, people are talking about Panama, the pub team, and you've got Saudi Arabia and teams like that, you know, you know, what does forty-eight, what does a forty-eight team World Cup look well, like? Well, it means Scotland will get in. 
Not well, necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> but how, how, how will that tournament be structured? What's how long will it go on for? Well, exactly. well, so I have seen that the way they are planning on doing it, which actually I think could work, is 16 groups of three. So basically... Uh, two teams from those 16, from each group of three, will go through into what is effectively a last 32 knockout. Wow. So, but it will mean that you will avoid situations like we had in the group yeah. stages yeah. here where the third game is meaningless because in a three game group, you only have two games and every one of them yeah, is it, absolutely crucial. But and the, bo- the bottom line is, I think what you'd find with that is the third team in each of those groups, if it's seeded, w- would be a. A silly team. A silly team. Well, it would. Be. Sorry, this go, team is too silly. If you go, if you go from thirty-two to forty, there's who, <coughs> Greenland will be there. Yeah, but you look at a lot of the teams that are not there, particularly from Europe, like Holland and Italy are not there, and there are other good teams as well that didn't get in. They'll all get in, probably, won't they? No, uh, which is great, but. I, I just think four. I think I think what we should do is kind of make it like the uh, the British bulldog of World Cups. So like everybody in the world gets to play in the tournament. And should, it's last should, man standing wins. The World Cup should just be on all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, 365 <laughs> days a year. Totally right. Get World rid of Cup. club football. We we'll yep. just have a really really long. Uh, World Cup yeah. because the Euros last time when it was the 24 teams was a bit weird wasn't it when it was yeah. Romania yeah. versus Albania yeah and you know two teams that haven't got anywhere near qualified mm. for the World Cup mm. not just oh they were not far off but they've just missed out but well, nowhere just, it near it up like the Eurovision Song Contest yeah. doesn't it I mean, it's just like Maybe that's how they should resolve these disputes rather than yellow cards. They should do votes. But it, but it's like... Uh, Who do we like, uh, Japan or Poland? Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's like the Champions League, isn't it? The Champions League now, you know, the group stage games uh, are almost meaningless. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, yeah. And like, that's something that's wrong with the Champions League, to be fair. But but that's what will happen with the World Cup. It's just like, what is the point of that? You know... You, I just don't. Get well, it's supposed that. to be the pinnacle, isn't it? And I mean, if you think about the Olympics, because we we were talking about the sorry, sorry, moving my microphone. Uh, we talked about that earlier on, and you know, not everybody gets to compete in the Olympics. There are there's a standard one has to meet before mm. one can compete in it. And you know, equally, the World Cup is supposed to be the elite tournament, uh, elite football tournament. So, you know, having pub teams in there ain't going to work, is it? But really, is it the elite football tournaments? Is it really when you yeah, read? It's, when the, you, it's the elite international football tournament. Yeah, because when you compare it to the Champions League, the actual quality of football on display, I just don't yeah. think is is really. Well, yeah, but you look at the group stages. I mean, this is this is the point that Marco was making, and and I would agree with you to a, to an extent. I think that the the most exciting and qualitatively the best football tournament is the Champions League. But after the group stages. Because I tell you, mate, I, I've watched and paid a ridiculous amount of money to watch some absolute <laughs> cack in the group stages. But yeah, teams getting thumped, Maribor, isn't it? They were rubbish, yeah, mate. Remember I mean, that? You know, you get loads of that going on. I mean, I th- I think if what would be really interesting would be to have a competition where you get the best. I, I know it'd be difficult to organise, but you probably could find a way to do it. But 
you know, are the club sides better than the international sides? Oh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. would would Manchester City beat England? Yeah. Of course they would. Yeah. Of course they yeah, would. Yeah, they would. But also, the only reason is potentially it's all well, because Manchester City train all year and England yeah. train no, for no, three I know, weeks. But, it, but it's just a few... Oh, look. but who gets John Stones? <laughs> no, I know. I know it's difficult. Ryan Sterling. It's diffi- difficult to organise. But if you look at, you know, the top club sides, they, they would... They would I've always wondered this. But it's true. I mean, you'll know this. Um, before the 66 World Cup, Chelsea certainly played and beat West Germany yeah, yeah, before yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. Well, you do see it in, it, a tra- uh, you know, it, in, a, in a practice match. You do see it on smaller occasions. I think uh, Leeds beat Burma 1 0. Who? L- <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's Leeds. <laughs> so you didn't know which one I meant, did you? No. Uh, I meant I meant I've never heard of Leeds. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. no, Leeds beat Burma. Burma. 1-0. Yeah. They went to Myanmar on a post-season Yeah, tour. and we Chelsea beat Malaysia a few years back, didn't they? In one of those. We beat weird... China as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've lived to regret that that, that, one. that was funny. My little girl, Misty, she goes... She goes, Dad, she goes, China and India that have got more people in them than any other countries in the world, haven't they? And I went, yeah. How comes they're rubbish at football? <laughs> That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Very, very legitimate points. Uh, let's have a break. Five live. They got more digs at that station than I do in my pants, seriously. I guarantee you there's no problem with mine. Love Sport, your England fan station. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. Fancy a flutter? 7bestbets.com. Love Sport's official bookmaker. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at aspokesmansaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with aspokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. So you want fuller, thicker, healthier-looking hair in just two months? With no side effects, the Recede Hair Loss range contains high concentrations of key botanical extracts used internationally to treat DHT, the main cause of hair loss in men. Studies independently carried out by Aspen Clinical Research showed amazing results in just eight weeks, with more than 80% of participants agreeing that their hair had improved volume, body and general condition. 91% said they'd happily buy the Recede Serum and Shampoo. For more info, check out recedehair.com and get 25% off with Lloyd's Pharmacy Online, click and collect or have it delivered. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Digital radio offers great sound quality and more stations than ever before. And we want to make sure that you get Love Sport on your digital radio. Just press the auto-tune or auto-scan button and Love Sport will appear on your menu. Love Sport on digital radio. A great station for a great city. 
Именно так звучат радиостанции, когда ими не владеет мультимиллионер. Рабиш. It's Love Sport Radio, 5.5 a.m. Sammy here with Chidge and Mark. And we're looking ahead to the World Cup (laughs) last 16. The World Cup gets underway tomorrow. Uh, We've been denied cruelly of World Cup uh, action uh, today. And tomorrow it all kicks off again. France versus Argentina and Uruguay versus Portugal. Uh, Let's do some predictions. Let's uh, stick our necks on the line. Uh, and who do Who's going to wave the white flag first? France versus France Argentina is an away, interesting run one. Run away! Run, run, run away! Run. Uh, France will Ooh. beat Argentina. Well, look, okay. My head says France will beat Argentina because Argentina are rubbish, and their defence is leakier than an old sieve. I, I, you know, you got if you've got Mas, Mascherano, Mascherano, Mascherano in your defence, you are you have a serious problem. And Messi totally unbalances that team, weird though that may may sound. France are a much better team than Argentina, and I thoroughly expect them to win. However, the chaos theory of life and football will also play out. There's no way Argentina should have, you know, mugged their way through the group stages because they are that they stank the place out. You watch, they'll pr- now probably go and win the blooming thing. There's always one irritating team, isn't there, in every World Cup that doesn't deserve to get further than the first round, and it could be Argentina. So that's the only reason why I say they might not lose to France. But on a all sense of logic dictates that France should beat Argentina in my book. Mark, what are you going with, France or Argentina? Uh, I'm going to go with the chaos theory, yeah, I thought you which, might. which, which <laughs> Argentina will come through that one. OK, so I've got a maybe judge and jury here and uh, pick... Uh, Chaos versus true facts. Nah, it's France for me. Yeah, France for go. me. They were my tip to win the tournament, and well, I think they? they're growing. I think they're growing into it. I think they uh, will. I hope come you're right. Uruguay versus Portugal. So you've obviously got the kind of Suarez. Uruguay one nil penalty shoot. Out yeah, one. yeah, or a pen. penalty yeah, shoot. Yeah. One nil to Uruguay, or, or or on pens. Ronaldo, Ronaldo not... missing the last one. Oh wow, that would make me laugh. So we've gone with Uruguay. Are you both going Uruguay? No, I think Portugal. You do? Yeah, They'll squeak it. Uh, yeah. I think Uruguay is such a nasty team that, again, they might just like, you know, they know how to mug people off. Oh, they're the kind oh, of no. team you wouldn't like to meet on a dark oh, night. No. In a dark alley, are they? I'm that, gonna. That's s- definitely penalties. That yeah, yeah, definitely penalties. Yeah, I think you're spot on with that. I think penalties as well, which I think Uruguay would just about come through because they're just a bit nastier, aren't they? Well, I'll tell you what I'd be perfectly happy for. Either Portugal to lose on penalties with Ronaldo missing the last one, or Uruguay to lose on penalties with, with Suarez. Suarez missing the last one. Win-win. Ha- oh, yeah, for me, that's a total win-win. Spain versus Russia. Now, Mark, early, you said you thought Russia might bring a surprise. No. No, I don't think they will. I think, <laughs> I think they'll get battered. Didn't they lo- Who did they lose 3-0 to in their last group game? Uruguay. <laughs> oh, Uruguay. Yeah. <laughs> Russia... Spain will pummel Russia. Costa. Costa will he'll, score he'll, he'll a menace them. He's an animal. Uh, I have to I have to agree with you there, Marco. I think Spain will win unless 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 Russia feed them polonium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before exactly. the match, mate. I think I just could see Russia causing a bit of an you upset think? here. Yeah. I think this could go to extra time and pens as well. It'd be great if they did knock Spain no, out. It really would be good if they did knock Spain out. I think. 
I can't stand Spain. Spain. No, well, yeah. Apart from Costa, who I watched like a well, it, we, we, love sick And also puppy. Spain are out. Then our half of the draw. Then our half of the draw. We can end up playing Russia in the semi-final. Yeah. Okay, then moving on. Croatia versus Denmark. It's Croatia's time, isn't it? Yeah. Surely they've yeah, got to be. Uh, they've got to yeah. be winning this. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Denmark are. They're relying on Christian Eriksen. Yeah, I don't really, think they're they? very good. But I like Croatia. I like Croatia. They're my, they've been my kind of outside dark horse tip for the whole thing, even before the tournament started. Because you look at their midfield; it's with I think the best midfield yeah, on the Perisic, tournament. Rakitic, or Rakitic, Modric. Modric, exactly. Good Mandzukic up front, yeah. Lovren at the back. Yeah, well, apart from Lovren <laughs> at the back, they're a good team. But no, but in all seriousness, they are a good team, and they play like a team as well. And uh, so they're the kind of people that I would tip to say they're probably the best team in the competition and they'll get knocked out probably somebody stupid like Denmark for interesting example. Croatia though because they changed their manager not long before the World yeah. Cup did they a lot of turmoil in the Croatian FA and yeah. they had but that's that. normal for them yeah I think it does yeah. happen yeah. on the regular so maybe they're just used to it Brazil versus Mexico now I think this is the standout game from mm. the last 16 from a non-England point of view yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, not France Argentina no, I think it's. I think the actual most entertaining game will be Brazil Mexico. Okay, yeah, I, I would perhaps agree that it might be the most entertaining. I think it's going to be a slugfest. Really, I, I don't think Mexico was did quite you, as good watch, as they. Did you watch the Brazil Costa Rica game? Yeah, that was a bit naughty, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I don't know and, what, and it'll be. There'll be some inc- there'll be incident packed. Maybe a, maybe a mass bundle or something. Mass, mass yeah, scrap. no, I think yeah, quite like that. I don't think Mexico are quite as good as they looked because they beat Germany, who were clearly very poor, mm. and then they got thumped 3-0 by... Sweden. Sweden, didn't they? So I don't think that the Mexicans are quite as good as they, they look. So, so it, Brazil for me. Brazil, Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll go for Brazil as well. Then Belgium, Japan. I mean, this is another one where you would just fully expect Belgium to come through. Yeah. Japan all day long. Yeah, Japan. I'll, I'll, <laughs> no, I'll no, not no, mark no, you no, down no, for Japan. No, no, no. no. Belgium. Belgium are a good, good side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're not going to lose Japan. I mean, Japan, like, have been better than expected in this World Cup. I think they were expected to be the whipping boys of that group, and yeah, to be fair to yeah. them, qualified second. Yeah. I guess it depends how many yellow cards Only by gets. cheating Senegal out of it. Uh, moving on. Uh, Sweet, uh, England's potential quarterfinal opponents Sweden versus Switzerland. And I can't call this. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? That? I think the Swiss might do it, actually. You think? I think the Swiss as well. Yeah, because Shakiri Enter Shakiri <laughs> in good form. I just... The Bosnian... With his muscles. The, like weird. the Swedes, though, He's do like a seem... a mini-Hulk, isn't he? The Swedes do be, seem to be coming through yeah. quite big matches. You know, beat the Italians to get to the World Cup in a playoff, in a tight playoff. Um, they did very well against the Germans. And then won that Mexico game against a very fancied Mexico side and kind of tore them apart. Yeah, that, that's a very good result. But again, well, I've like, got loads you know, of Chelsea maybe the Me- mates from Sweden, so oh, I'm going to go, go okay. for Sweden. All right, Oscar. Yeah, ha- Harry, Harry Hemi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to go for a Sweden win. Okay, I'm going to go for Sweden too because I like blue and yellow. So it yeah. used to be our away kit. And then finally, need I ask, Colombia versus England? <sighs> it's God. Yeah, I think England. It's got to be England, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, it's got to be. It's it's unanimous here in the studio. Uh, 2-0. Stanford Chidge, thank you very much. Pleasure. Lovely to see you. Dave, thank you very much for being here. Dave. (laughs) Who's Dave, man? Oh, no. Oh, me. Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Dave. I've got it all wrong. I've got it all wrong. Sammy, you've done so well on a marathon tonight. Cheers, Aaron.
That's oh, okay. Low blow, low blow, low I, blow. I deserve that. <laughs> Football's coming home. Thank you for listening. Kelvin McKenzie up next. It's nearly time for the news, real news, unless I'm in any of the stories, in which case it's probably fake news. Love sport. Stop paying too much for your energy bills. Brian saved money on his at a spokesmansaid.com. Can you? I'm Brian from Swaddling Coat, South Derbyshire, and I saved about £400 on my energy bill with a spokesman set. The iSpokesman said website was very easy to use, instructions are quite clear to follow, and the money I saved I put towards a holiday. A spokesman said.com compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers in just a matter of minutes. To find real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk Imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway. Please drive carefully through Roadworks. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. You made 60 quid on the Royal Family, which almost pays back the money that you have paid for them, which is quite nice, (laughs) isn't it, in a way? You got your money back. I got my money back. I'm not a royal... No, it's not that I'm not a royalist. I just... I I love the Royal Family. Of course you do. I can't. You voted Brexit and you love the Royal Family. (laughs) Weekdays from 6.30am. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.